injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Isaiah Shine! Google, it's go time on a Tuesday morning. Accountant Truck Accessories Tuesday. ETN Tuesday. I'm ready for the fight. Are the Jaguars ready for the fight? Okay, I'm over the post-glow of the Sunday-Monday euphoria. Went to work, put it to bed in Nashville. Come home. A buzz with in the hunt. And if this happens and that happens, we could be playing for the division title at the end of the year. And it's fun. It's fun to sit and think about it, to ponder things that we really haven't had uh, the chance to legitimately ponder in a long time. And not just that, this one has staying power. So this one, no matter what happens here down this home stretch, we got a franchise quarterback we went through this yesterday. I, I've proclaimed next year to be the division champs. All right, come get it. All that aside, the euphoria now faded, and the reality of this Sunday, one of the, you know, six to eight steps that are still left here at the end of this NFL season involving the Jaguars and the Titans. And I guess theoretically the Colts. And the reality is this. Were we not sitting here having the same conversation the week we went to Detroit? Seems we were. We'd just beaten the Ravens at home. The Titans had to play at the Eagles. You win at Detroit. You're only two games back going to play Tennessee next week. Remember that conversation? That one didn't go so well, did it? I seem to recall a, well, as I think the Jags even characterized it, an ass beating in Detroit. Had to come home, regroup, shake it off as a, quote, one-off move on to Tennessee, mission accomplished. And so here we are again with some realistic scenarios that would put the Jaguars in the postseason party. Now, part of the, you know, part of that realism has to be tempered by the fact that you're basically a five-point underdog at home this week, which means Vegas and the power indexes feel Dallas is about an eight, you know, about eight points better than you on an average Sunday. And I think another lesson hopefully can be learned. It's almost as if, look, the Tennessee win was great, but if you're Doug Peterson, the psychologist who we learned did pretty good work a week ago, I think you go back to Detroit again. I think the Detroit game is once again your motivation, your, your focal point for guys to remember. The focus is... Hey, guys, it was a great win. You know, 48-hour rules now in effect. I'll remind you, we had a tremendous win at home against Baltimore, and we went to Detroit with the same kind of look at us that we have right now at Tennessee, and, and I don't need to tell you how that went. This just in, as charming and good and fun as the Lions seem to be, the Cowboys are better, much better. Now, you get them at home, but but perhaps a second learning lesson from the Detroit game, this one lingering, and that is being in the same you know, mindset 
having that same goal seeming more reachable, the, the playoff goal seemed more reachable going to Detroit because you knew you still had the Titans next week and you knew the Titans had a tough one at Philly. And they they failed with that opportunity on the plate for them. So uh, we'll see. The the chances of the Jaguars realistically emerging, and by the way, they got a 20% chance by the odds, which, again, in some ways a sad commentary on the state of where we are here that we are all so excited to, quote, be in the hunt at 5-8, and eight, but it is what it is, and the arrow is pointing up. But if you if you win this game this weekend, we'll talk. Now you're six and eight, and three of the last four weeks you've beaten the Ravens, the Titans, and the Cowboys. And hopefully the Titans have lost at the Chargers. And we could be sitting here on Monday morning with the Jaguars controlling the destiny of the division. If if the Jaguars look, we, we can talk about I you know, and I'm not sure I disagree. You could lose one and still win the division. That might that may be so. But you know what? If you lose none, it, your your odds of winning the division are going to go way up. Now again, that's a long vision that Jaguars and Doug Peterson in this case can't afford to look at. They've got you know one. Uh, most important step, and, and by the way, after the Dallas game, the most important step will be the New York Jets on a short week. You know, the classic one game at a time. But we as fans, hey, let's revel in it. Let's revel in, in the situation that the Jags have put themselves in. I expect a, a, a raucous atmosphere at the stadium on Sunday. There are going to be a lot of Cowboys fans there. That's fine. Let's send them home quiet and unhappy. There's another little development here gang and this will I think increase that home field advantage moving forward as as the Jags I think will grow into a consistent winner and that is playing well at home look beat beat the Colts here beat the beat the Raiders here beat the Ravens here so there's there's three of your five and you still have Two home games left. I mean, you have the potential of of winning more than you lose at home. Haven't done that in a while. I know we we flashed in 2017, but other than that season, find me one. Another sign of a develop. Certain things you got to do if you're going to grow into a winner beyond our little stretch run here, where we hope some magic happens. And and every good football team does that. There's a checklist of things, and after quarterback and coach, these come into play. Pretty significantly, that's winning your home games and winning your division games. And I bet if we look back at the standings over the last 10 years and let's find those really good teams that consistently uh, are are in the postseason, and you're going to find they win their home games and they win their road games. And, oh, by the way, they probably also have very good coaches and quarterbacks. So uh, we got more on the Jags as we just kind of build the excitement to this um, Sunday's game. Uh, Fox is sending the A-team, so you'll, you'll get um, – you know, their number one crew here. Don't kid yourself. They're following the Cowboys. I get it. Can Dallas have, do they have two clunkers in a row in them? You know, they play very sketch at home against the Houston Texans uh, this weekend. And in some ways, kind of lucky to escape. So that's probably a little bit of an eye opener for them as they come to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's definitely opened some eyes. I mean, do the victors go the spoils? 
Trevor caught a lot of love yesterday on the recap shows. A lot of love. And why wouldn't you? The nation is now uh, catching up to the last five games, 10 touchdowns, no picks. They're catching up to the fact that Trevor Lawrence's passer rating is up to num- is up in, into the mid to high 90s. They're, they're catching up to the fact that he's top 10 in yards. They're catching up to the fact he's got 20 touchdowns, six picks. By the way, of all the quarterbacks who played this week in the National Football League, the highest graded quarterback by Pro Football Focus, yeah, 16. Trevor Lawrence. I wonder if he shouldn't be the AFC Offensive Player of the Week when that is announced. Um, gosh, it should, if it wasn't yesterday, it'd be today. So we'll see. To the victors go the spoils a little bit. Oh, I'll give you another little um, PFF grade note. Uh, rookie pass rusher grades this weekend. And this is how it should be, by the way. But number one by a sliver was Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. So, boy, a lot of similarities, right, between the Lions and, and the Jags. The Lions are even a little more charmed than us, and part of the reason is because uh, they beat the Jags in Detroit. But that same kind of momentum, what if, the carrot is out there, if things break right, playing good football, emerging uh, talent that's, you know, Detroit is doing that in the NFC and and the Jags in the AFC. You know, and, and by the way, going back to Detroit, I thought, I, I, I was watching Scott Van Pelt's uh, Sports Center. I thought he had a good point. There have been a lot of teams on hard knocks. You, we, we don't all come, we don't come out of hard knocks every year like, oh boy, I really like those Browns. I'm going to root for them this year. Oh, look at those Raiders. I, I can really root for the Raiders this year. Detroit's kind of like the first team that's come out of hard knocks and really changed your opinion about them because you feel like, and this was his point, I would agree with it, that they were like genuine in Detroit. They weren't putting TV bits together. They weren't focused on the cameras and what people thought. I thought we got a real, you know, under the hood look at what the Detroit Lions are. And, and, you know, to a degree, they and the Jaguars are kind of on similar paths here. So, going to hear from Doug Peterson about where things stand after the big road win and some questions asked about this week's opponent and, you know, the P word playoffs cropping up at this time of year. So we'll let you uh, in on a little bit of that. We've got some injury updates. You know, Trayvon Walker injured his ankle uh, last week. And, and so the hope is that you'll be as close to full strength as you can. Still haven't had Andre Cisco. But Wingard has played terrific in, in his stead. Uh, but, you know, he he banged up. I, I bet you I haven't seen Wingard any kind of injury diagnosis. He must have had that world-famous stinger, E.T. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with right? you on that. You ever had a stinger playing? Did you ever get one of those? Yeah. Yeah, and it just kind of, like, paralyzes Shoot, you for a second? Shoots up right up yeah. all, the way your, all the way up your hand. You feel it in your fingers. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. It'd be kind of like the equivalent, but probably worse because the impact is more, but kind of like if you bang your elbow. You know, that kind of feeling that shoots. So I was, I, I, I'm guessing the way Wingard was able to return and, and even play, that he'll be okay. But we do have injury uh, updates. Um, and by the way, um, what's the best way to beat the Cowboys? Well, just ask their coach. When you see this headline, your eyebrow raises. Mike McCarthy gives Jaguars his advice on how to beat the Cowboys. Huh, interesting. Uh, so we shall see. Oh, man, it can be fleeting. Right? Your, your arrow can be pointing up as a National Football League franchise, and you could seem to be going in the right direction in just a couple of series of events. 
and you know you're you're flipped upside down. I think it's fair to say that's where the Arizona Cardinals are this morning, and now in more ways than one. The Cardinals don't, let's don't forget what the remember the Cardinals last year they're like weren't they like eleven and zero or seven and zero or they had an unbelievable start. Kyler Murray was really the the leading narrative for MVP. He was playing terrific. They came here to Jacksonville and. and Kyler played well, and the Cardinals beat the Jags. You know, Arrow certainly pointing up on the franchise. They seem to have a winning connection there, coaching quarterback, Kyler Murray, a dynamic player. The Cardinals I, had a couple of playoff seasons in a row. Then he had all the drama of the offseason, uh, which included, you know, first and foremost, the Kyler Murray, I don't know, we'll call it situation. <laughs> Right, had to put the homework provision into his contract, just insinuating that the kid doesn't work enough, and then the, all the backlash of that, the, the clown show of Kyler Murray calling plays in a preseason game. Uh, let's don't forget that DeAndre Hopkins pops for you know a performance enhancer. He missed the first eight or nine weeks of the season. I mean, it it, it was you know dysfunctional in the off season, and then it played just like that this year, and then the. You know, rotten cherry on top. Kyler Murray goes down last night, non-contact, and we're we're now left really wondering a lot about the future of the Cardinals. The Patriots beat the Cardinals last night, Monday Night Football. As an aside, the best path for the Jags into the playoffs would be through the Titans and winning division. But if you want to linger around with some wild card hosts, I guess we wanted the Cardinals to win that game last night, but Murray went down literally in the opening stages. I think the third play from scrimmage and again, a non-contact play. That's another. We don't talk about with the mobile quarterbacks and the potential to get injured. We don't talk about those plays where they just get out in space and stuff. We've seen that happen with, with a number of these mobile quarterbacks. It's not some hit that they take. It's just getting out in open field, making a cut and something goes wrong. Something went way wrong for Kyler Murray. Left on a cart, the the you know the towel hanging over the head, uh, distraught. Both teams, you know, certainly aware of the situation. And look, just like that, the Cardinals go from maybe the best team in the NFL the first half of last year with the MVP candidate uh, to a team now in total disarray. It may make a coaching change this offseason. It's that we saw that here, right? Not. Built the same way, but 2017 flared up, and it's like it never happened. You you get the sense, uh, by the way, that you're going to have a couple of NFC West teams in some trouble here. When do we get the NFC West as our, um, you know, our cross-conference opponent? That's who we need, because it sure looks like the Cardinals and Rams got some work to do. Uh, but anyway, Murray hurt, and, and also the storyline of, of the Patriots – they're winning with defense. The offense still hasn't found a rhythm. There were a bunch of injuries last night. The, the, the Patriots also lost their running back, Ramondre uh, Stevenson. They were already without Damian Harris. Um, I don't know what it is about New England, but they just never have a good receiving core, do they? They just never have a dog, man. They had Randy Moss, you know, and even the Wes Welkers and, and Edelmans and Amendolas. They kind of made, you know, the offense and the timing made those cats, and they were very productive, but they weren't dogs. And they're just, just you know, trotting out a bunch of nothingness at the receiver position, uh, it seems like. And, oh, there's this uh, little note that uh, their offensive coordinator is a defensive coordinator, which doesn't seem to make much sense either. But the Patriots get a win. They go to 7-6. and six. The entirety now of the AFC East is over 500. 
and I think we got Dolphins Bills on Saturday. This we got bonus football this week, baby. We got Saturday games, three of them, I think. So we'll have a Thursday night or three on Saturday, full schedule on Sunday, including, by the way, a day of football weather here in Jacksonville on Sunday. Looks like it's going to be a chilly one. That's like lows in the 30s, highs in the 50s kind of football at the stadium, which, uh, to be honest, sounds a little like the weather they had up in Nashville this past weekend. Let's hope for the same result. All right, so we got a lot more to get to as we uh, move along this morning. Uh, The Braves made a move yesterday. It's a typical Braves move. I, I know the Braves fans out there in the audience, they would just, you know, they're not going to have me not give the official stance on the trade made by the Braves yesterday. We'll uh, hop into that just a little bit. Got further developments, more information on, you know, this this story out in, with Texas basketball. Uh, and, and their head coach, Chris Beard, never good to be walking out of the jail with your lawyer. I don't care what the situation is. Never good. And, and wow, considering his profile and now some of the specifics of the charges, uh, not a good situation, man. Not a good deal at all. So, I'll uh, give you the update on that, as it were. You know, the Gators have a football game this week. Billy Napier said something interesting in the last couple of days, and I'll share that with you. Uh, coming along this hour as well. Come back on the other side. Let's hear from Doug Peterson. All right. Let's let's. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the euphoria that we've enjoyed. There's a reality, and it wears a star, and it's coming to town this weekend. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Thanks for being up and Adam with us. Six four one ten ten. That's the phone number. It's also the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. As always, you can hit us up via the email at the drill at ten ten XL dot com. All right, we're back on the Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Family run and operated for over 100 years now. Visit my friends at Catlin Truck Accessories uh, for the very best. Trust me, when I became truck guy, first stop wasn't a week. Got that roller lock topper put on there. I got the um, or cover, I should say. I got some technical difficulties here. No technical difficulties, though, at uh, Catlin Truck Accessories. Got the bed liner. Those WeatherTech formats, yeah, I'm good to go. And you will be, too, when you go to Catlin Truck Accessories. All right, I guess reports are standing room only tickets, all that's left uh, through the official tickets, you know, outlets. I'm sure if you go to the secondary sales, you can find some here or there. So, um, look, it's not just, <coughs> excuse me, it's not just getting Fox's number one crew this weekend. By the way, Dallas plays Philly a week from us, too, now. I mean, perhaps we catch them in a little bit of a... There's some psychology to sport, man. We see it every week when good teams lose to teams that they weren't expected to lose to. So, you know, kind of sketchy against Houston. You got Philly lurking, that big division showdown a week away. Now, there's also the urgency. If you can't lose another game, that Philly game won't mean much. But uh, it will be the number one broadcast crew here. That's Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson and Aaron Andrews, Tom Rinaldi. I mean, team coverage, baby. Don't forget, they'll then turn around and play on a Thursday Night Football with the venerable Al Michaels, a national TV game. A lot of people by then are off for the holidays, so a lot of eyeballs will be on a game that was supposed to be Trevor Lawrence against Zach Wilson. Oops. And then who knows? By the time we get to the final weekend, depending on what happens, the Jacks tights could very well be flexed to Sunday Night Football if it's the game that decides the most and you've got that young uh, quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's... Uh, opening eyes you could very well get flexed at the end of the year. How exciting would that be to end the year with a Sunday nighter uh, against the Titans with uh, everything up for grabs? 
So yeah, just just a lot of um just 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 a lot of excitement uh, anticipation around this week's game from the Texan Design by Lifetime Enclosures. Normally the open seat in my group's batch of season tickets in the 200 level is available every week for 96 bucks for the Cowboys game. Uh the team jacked it up to 225 before fees. The secondary market is what it is. Um but making the point when the team sets the, the face value prices that high, um, then everything goes up. Uh, that's kind of the idea, man. I can't fault the Jags for that. You got to make your product. For years, we've gotten away. Now, they've given us a terrible product. But we've had the lowest tickets, the easiest game to get to in the league. As you get better, the price of pigskin goes up a little bit. And by the response, it sounds like that was the right move from a revenue standpoint, doesn't it? I mean, I get it. The point being, it's not that that you're getting stuck. I mean, you're a season ticket holder, but it would entice you more to sell your ticket, right? You buy a ticket that normally costs you 96 bucks, you know, a game or maybe even less for some seats, and suddenly some joker is going to give you 325 for it. Listen, I've been 27 with, you know, I've been there. I get that. I think as it goes, the price, there won't be a price high enough that you don't want to be in that seat and experience winning football. And that's still got to be more defined here. That's fair. We've had our moments for sure. And we've had them at home. I mean, the last time we played at that stadium, it was about as good and as exciting a Jaguars game as you could have. Last second drive, beat the Ravens. I mean, all the big plays that happened in the final two minutes. But Trevor answers twice with the touchdown. The great catch by Marvin Jones. And, and then, you know, somehow the Ravens still have a kickoff of, Justin Tucker's foot uh, for a chance. I mean, that was a great, exciting win. And now you got maybe footballs, you know, forever they've called themselves America's team. I don't know if they still do that. But I'm not sure there's a bigger brand in the NFL than the Dallas Cowboys. Um, And so whether it's a Cowboy fan in the seats or a Jaguars fan in the seats, it's going to be, um, it's going to be awfully exciting. Uh, the standing room, by the way, one twenty-five, I think. So that is uh, less than those up, you know, the upper deck. But man, here's another good point uh, from the text line. How strange does it sound that the Jags, Lions, and Jets are going to be three teams you watch out for going forward? Boy, the Jets in that quarterback position, man. If they had Justin Fields, right? God, it seems like such a mistake with Zach Wilson. Maybe he can rebound and rally, but golly, when you draft a quarterback high and at the end of year two, he's getting benched for former fifth-rounders, never feels like a good sign. I mean, it doesn't mean he can't be reinvented somewhere or find himself there, but it's costing the Jets. If the Jets were getting the kind of quarterback play that the Jaguars are getting, they'd be in a different situation right now. Jets had Trevor Lawrence. They'd probably be, you know, 9-3 and three rather than 7-5. and five. Um, all right, on to the game from Doug Peterson's perspective. Our buddy Gene Fournette will kick off the party with a question about the P word. The P word, or you just focus on this well, is our, on the P word playoffs. <laughs> will you will you make mention? Did you make mention of that at all? I want to know what your head was <laughs> No, I, well, I didn't. I thought it was a D word. I could, I didn't know what it was. I, I'm like, what word? Is that, is that a carrot you would throw out there, or do you just focus on the opponent? No, that I, you know, no, I I really don't. Um, I but yet I do want to show the team 
kind of where we are and, and what's in front of us and kind of what's at stake. I think it's, it's my job to kind of keep those goals in front of us. All right, let, let's continue. He continues along that vein. Um, let's, let's go uh, just next to the line, E.T., on the prospect of what's coming to town this Sunday. We have the Cowboys this week, and, and um, you know, they're, I believe, 10-3, and three, and they're, they're one of the top teams in the NFC, and they're playing really, you know, really well and, and coming off a, you know, a good win for them you know, this weekend. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for our, you know, for our, uh, for our team. Now it's interesting how he says a good win. You know, if you're a coach, you see a team that plays terrible all day, trails in the final minute and goes on a 96 yard drive uh, to win the football game. I promise you NFL players and coaches and teams opinions of the opponent isn't near as harsh as us fans. Maybe and because they learn over and over and over again, how vulnerable you are just about every Sunday, no matter the matchup. And so there's also this, while we look at, at, at Dallas as, you know, not playing well and, and sketchy and, you know, there, there's the other side of you're getting a team that rallied to win a game in the last minute. So that, that could give them a little bit of a push up more on making sure that his guys are focused. Again, this goes to the Detroit lesson. And I would submit to you that Doug Peterson is speaking along those veins. You know, we've been in this position before where we were thinking about the playoffs while the Detroit Lions were thinking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. So make sure your priorities are in order this Sunday. You know, I want us to focus on this week. I want us to get better this week. I mean, this is a, um, you know, this is a great football team. It's a good football team. Again, a well-coached football team that's, uh, you know, playing playing really well in that division, and and obviously playing playing well in the NFC. So, um, our work will be cut out for us in practice this week. So, I don't want to I don't want to move too far. You know, too far forward. All that being said, uh, Doug Peterson realizes that football team realizes. Trevor Lawrence alluded to it in his post game on Sunday. And if we want to make the postseason, we've got to win games like this. So it's not like they're oblivious to the fact that, you know, here we are in the final month of the season. Cut 14, and the Jags are more than relevant. You know, I, I want our guys to experience these these moments, you know, because we hope one day that, you know, if if things go well that we're, we're playing and, and hopefully in the in the postseason and all that, but these are moments that you want to you wanna be in and, and see where your team actually is against really good, you know, really good opponents. Uh, and the Dallas Cowboys are a really good opponent. They won for the fourth straight week. They're now 10-3 and three after, you know, they uh, – you know, victory from the Jaws to defeat game against the Houston Texans. All right, the matchup comes this week against the Jags, and whether or not he, he meant to, McCarthy says the Cowboys have a major weakness on offense to address that he would be ready to exploit if he were coaching the Jaguars. So this is interesting. Um, it's more quarters. That, that would be coverage, quarters coverage. It's more quarters than I've seen a lot of people play about the Houston defense. I thought they played with good vision. They were on our hip every time the ball was thrown and caught. we got to take a good look at it, make sure the last two weeks our passing game versus a vision defense. If I was the Jacksonville defensive coordinator, I'd play us a vision defense based off the last two weeks. That's how my mind works, and that's why we'll look at it. Now, if you nor I nor ET too specific knows what a vision defense uh, is or isn't, that doesn't matter. The Jaguars do. And if they're reading this this week, is there a little gamesmanship? Uh, how are we playing this? Dak Prescott did have 284 passing yards uh, against the Texans, but he threw two picks. Dak's not been great this year. 
way down the list of qualified quarterbacks in the production categories. Only had a 70 passer rating um, against the Colts in week 13. Had only 190 passing yards. Had a pick that day. Um, So we'll see if the Jags follow some of that strategy. And look, Tyson Campbell has, you know, returned from the Devontae Adams disaster. And like the last, again, he's on this stretch where if you throw at him, you're not completing anything. Targeted, I think, four times against uh, by the Titans. Zero receptions, zero yards allowed. They got this cat, C.D. Lamb's pretty good. That's that's a matchup you're going to have to watch. But again, I, I kind of put it on Dak. Dak is not delivered for Dallas um, this year as as much as they would expect him to and as much as he needs to. I mean, look, look we want to talk about comparisons between teams because of the personnel they have. If put Dak Prescott on tech, put Dak Prescott on the Eagles and put Jalen Hurts on the Cowboys, and this scenario is flipped. I bet you. All right, Trayvon Walker did have to get an MRI yesterday, injured ankle. Uh, Peterson said he hadn't gotten the results of the test as of his press conference yesterday afternoon, so no update to this point. He left in the uh, second half. Questionable to return. Our buddy D Rock uh, did spot him not wearing a boot when he left the locker room after the game on Sunday. It, it, listen, while, while we you know, almost demand more production out of the gates, and uh, look, I'm, I'm right up there, three and a half sacks to this point. The kid does turn 22 this week. 21 years old, man. Turns 22. Uh, he had a sack and interception in his regular season debut, uh, then has been mostly quiet, you know, except for a couple of glaring mistakes. But against the Titans, man, that was a big, big play he made with that strip sack. Hopefully we can see uh, more of that uh, coming in the future. Again, through 13 games, three and a half sacks. So on pace, you know, hopefully get four and a half, five, five and a half sacks. Maybe more. I mean, it'd be great if he could kind of vault off that performance that we saw on Sunday. You know, get up to six or seven sacks and, you know, there's four games left. Go get you one a game. We'll see. I told you he had the highest... Rookie pass rush grade of the weekend, according to a, a pro football focus. And Trevor Lawrence in the entire NFL was the highest graded quarterback. Grade over 90. So a couple of young guys certainly going to be very important. A couple of number one picks. Uh, one for sure anchoring the offensive side of the ball. And we need the other dude to anchor that defensive side of the ball moving forward. Web football fix when we come back on the other side includes Monday Night Football and a, and a, and a really bad loss. Uh, for the for the Cardinals and the loss didn't have anything to do with the scoreboard against the Patriots, so we'll have more on that. All right, the situation in Texas is ugly. The forty nine year old Chris Beer, the Texas basketball coach, suspended indefinitely by the university yesterday after we learned he was arrested uh, the night before. Um, he was booked four eighteen Central Time with felony third degree. Uh, dirt, degree assault charges hanging over and police responded to a disturbance hotshot 911 calls they define it those are incidents in progress with a quote immediately th- immediate threat to life and or public safety they're dispatched immediately regarding the arrest this is what the Austin Police Department says on December 12th approximately 12:15 a.m. received a 911 call for disturbance Caller reported the disturbance was no longer ongoing. One of the individuals had left the house. The uh, officers responded, located a woman who stated she'd been assaulted and strangled by Chris Beard. He was booked into the Travis County Jail, charged with strangulation slash suffocation, family violence, a third-degree felony. 
Uh, so uh, suspended with the obligatory statement by Texas yesterday. He's out of police custody right now on bail. She said that, uh, according to the affidavit, that Beard, quote, choked me, threw me off the bed, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around, going nuts. She said that she, quote, just did not feel safe. Uh, and then on the scene, the coach, Beard, was interviewed, said he had audio recordings of the incident where he was not the primary aggressor following that statement. He was asked if he'd be willing to share the recordings, and he said no. Doesn't work that way, man. You're a grown-ass man. She's a little lady. I don't care who's the aggressor. Walk away, bro. Walk away. You're a man, and there is a woman who's, quote, attacking you. You need to grow a pair, boss. I got evidence that proves that I wasn't the aggressor. But, but I'm No, not, I don't want to show Yeah, you. but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> okay. There aren't very many men out there. I'm sure there are some unique, crazy situations where the old woman can knock you out. I don't know. But in most situations, if you're a man... And there's, I don't care what she's saying, what she's doing. She can slap you, scratch you. Don't care. Walk your A away. Uh, I got to agree with That's you. That's what a man does. You didn't backhand or choke or bite or bruise. <sighs> People, man. People. All right, so the Braves make a trade yesterday. I'll summarize it like this. And if you're a Braves fan, William Contreras is a known you know, the quantity made the all-star game last year as a DH. Now, I could also offer that that's Braves fandom that helped make him an all-star. But at the age of 25, 20 home runs on his resume a year ago, on the surface, you think, why are we giving up William Contreras? On top of that, four other players, including what Baseball America says is the number one prospect. Um, Kirk Muller, a pitcher. But look, if you are a Braves fan and you are Kyle Muller, you watch Muller pitch last year, you're really not losing any sleep. But the question is, why would you do that for this catcher, Sean Murphy, from the Oakland A's? And the answer is, well, because Sean Murphy is like a top-five catcher in Major League Baseball and the second-best defensive catcher behind J.T. Riamuto in all of baseball. And if you're the Braves and you're Alex Anthopoulos, it, you, you, the catching defense was terrible. This guy is the second-fastest behind Riamuto from the plate to second base on a throw. He's great at framing pitches. And, oh, by the way, away from the cavernous ballpark that he called home in Oakland was like a 270 hitter who now in Atlanta is probably going to hit 20-plus home runs. You upgraded to a gold-glove defensive catcher who, oh, yeah, is going to hit 240 and 22 homers and 70 RBIs, which is certainly not going to kill you. And and if you're the Braves, I'm sure you look at, okay, we got an offensive core of Acuna, Albies, Harris, Riley, Olsen, trust me, they're not just going to go with some bum at short and left field. I need to shore up some defense here. I got a young pitching staff. I need a guy who's known for calling a great game, frames pitches, throws runners out, and by the way, is not a not a slouch offensively. So there's different ways to look at a trade. Yeah, the Braves gave up four or five players, some big prospects, and they gave up Contreras. But they got the best player in the deal, and if you're a contender... The idea of a trade is to get the best player in the trade. If you're a team that's giving away the better player, you either don't know what you're doing or you're, you know, just completely scrapping and rebuilding. Kudos to the Brewers, though. Look, Contreras is a nice player. He's popular with the Braves. I don't necessarily like seeing him go, but I understand it. And I also understand that the Braves GM has more than proven himself to know a hell of a lot more about what that team needs to do than us Braves fans, even Uber fans. And Exhibit A, that if it was up to all us Braves fans, we would have re-signed Josh Donaldson a few years ago and traded Austin Riley. How would that have worked out? 
So I still think there. Look, if there's a hole to be filled at shortstop. They'll fill it if they think Marquise Grissom and Arcia can man that while they upgrade in other positions. I trust that strategy will work well also. But it's a very young team. This is a catcher going into his prime. You know, he's JT Riamuto light, and there's not many catchers in Major League Baseball that can say that. And the thought, the consensus by most is joining Atlanta and a better team with more opportunity and a better hitting ballpark. I mean, the guy had exit velocity off the bat in the second half of last year that was like Mike Trout, you know, Rafael Devers, that kind of category. And the expectation is he'll take an offensive leap going uh, to Atlanta. So um, it's a young team that's full of controllable players. And I trust that this was a move that will pay dividends. So anyway, just uh, offer up my official Brave stance on yesterday's Atlanta trade. All right, we'll take a quick tour of the NFL with the football fix when we return. It's Catlin, Chuck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. All right, we're back with the football fix. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. And yeah, tough times for Tom Brady and the Bucs. Uh, dang near despondent and for sure stinky and dirty. Tom Brady, did you see this? He did something after the Bucks blowout loss this weekend that he has never before done as a professional. He left the game without showering. Tom, no, no, Tom, sit back there. Move it on back. He probably actually probably drove over to his parents. He's flying back, I don't know, about now. Any say, yeah, very, very stinky Tom Brady. Not happy with the result, um, obviously. So, All right, uh, uh, the loss bigger than the 27-13 final score for the Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray, just about everyone thinks, has a torn ACL, did it in a non-contact run early in that game. The Patriots improved to 7-6 and six with a victory, doing it with defense and not much offense, and they lost a couple last night as well. Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Parker, uh, both leaving the game early. Cowboys come to town with a little veteran receiver help, at least in concept. T.Y. Hilton, who we've seen a lot of through the years as an Indianapolis Colt, uh, signs with Cowboys to kind of accentuate their, their passing core. Heard Dave Campo there in that Jaguars report. A former Cowboys head coach, and and he yeah you know, he hit on something. Let's don't forget, and that's they got two really good running backs. That's a heck of a tandem they've got with Pollard and uh, Zeke. 49ers getting some positive injury news. Debo Samuel will not be uh, gone for the year. He does have an MCL and ankle sprain. Could be back by the end of the regular season, but more importantly, the playoffs. Brock Purdy was also banged up. He's got rib and oblique injuries. Considered day-to-day. I wonder if that didn't happen on one of those first plays of the game when Keanu Neal lit him up. In fact, he got a rough-in-the-passer call. If That is when he did endure that, and he played much more in that game. So, Samuel, for sure, you know, you hope for late in the year and into the postseason. Uh, Brock Purdy, you desperately need now to, to be okay. Uh, Russell Wilson's in the concussion protocol. If you saw that cartoonish lump on his head, I've never seen that happen from inside a helmet. Like, he got a big, you know, one of those knots that just pops up on your skull and a cranium. I mean, I kind of thought that's what the helmet was for to protect that from happening. It was like up on top of his forehead. Anyway, status will be uncertain. Uh, moving forward, the Jets expect to have their uh, quarterback, Mike White, okay for the Lions game this weekend. And just a reminder, the Falcons quarterback switch. They go from Marcus Mariota to the rookie Desmond Ritter, and they say it's, quote, performance-based. Yeah, you bet it is. The performance by Marcus Mariota, very pukey this year. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. Hey, uh, you got a new driver in the house? 
That could change things. Are you driving less? Allstate now with uh, policies that, that you know, would be affected by how many miles you're driving. There's lots of reasons your insurance needs could change. You need to make sure you're up to date with the latest. And for that, just visit the dream team of uh, Allstate agent Mandy Bowers and her squad over in Mandarin. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. Intern. Did you give you a nod there or what? Just feeling the beat. I heard in the break you were thinking of changing your name now to a kind of a, a stage rapper name, MLB Hick. I'm thinking about things. I was asking the boys uh, about the top rappers in the world because I saw a story on NBA Youngboy. Okay. Yeah. Never, never broke again. Now I'm going to be honest. Where's he? Where does when he I rank saw, in the uh, pantheon? I saw, this is this is going to be really old, man old white and of white you. of me. Yeah, old man white. Oh, maybe that should be your name, old man white. Yeah. What do you think, E? Uh, oh my. I'm, only, I'm only going with one if E signs off because I need to be. Which is better, you know, MLB Hick or old man white? Man, I've got old man white by a mile. If you ask me, O M W. I like them both, man. Yeah. But E, I this is a truthful story. I saw the, t- the headline and said NBA young boy, and he's having a baby. Oh, that's that's and I actually odd. took like three minutes and tried to look up. I thought the headline was saying there's a young kid in the NBA. <laughs> Damn, you, that is, you are old. How about oldest man? Have you like, heard of NBA young boy? Yeah, I have. you have. I have. Yeah. I would have known it wasn't an NBA player. And so I'm looking him up. And I'm his, nice. Listen, don't, his I name don't, is like uh, Valentina or last name. Is that right? I don't or is know. That, I don't know his you name. don't know his name? Okay. Well, anyway, so I'm looking up this dude's name. And I go, oh, okay. And, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I see what's happening here. <laughs> you wanted to make you sure. You fooled me. You wanted to make sure R.J. Barrett wasn't missing a game. Yeah. NBA <laughs> young boy. Cantrell is his, his, his first name. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, uh, so NBA young boy is, is that's what got me thinking. And then mm-hmm. I talking to the boys to be a papa and, and, and intern told me, uh, like one of the best young rappers out there right now, or is, is what is it? Savage 21, 21 Savage, Savage. <laughs> 21 Savage. Have you heard of him, Pross? I have. Yeah. Pross is in the know, man. I is know. I, I listen, I'm not, just, just, I'm, they're not on, you know, my playlist, but I've heard these names. All right. So anyway. Uh, Couldn't uh, tell you much more than that. <clears throat> yeah, that was just. An and would be honest if, I, if it's a name I have not heard, I would say no. Never. More heard. of a more of a sports take as I was driving in. I was thinking about this how quirky Week One is in the NFL, and I was thinking back to Week One of the NFL, and not about the Jags, but about our opponent. And I remember thinking as I watched that opening Sunday, and watched the Dallas Cowboys just put out an absolute pile of flaming duty against the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I went back and looked at and I wanted to look at the story what they said. And and Dallas lost 19 to 3 and I was ready to bury him for the year. I can remember this and this is why the end of week 1 is so quirky. Tom Brady as a first 45-year-old starting quarterback in NFL history looked quite a bit like the younger version. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys were left with an old familiar feeling that isn't quite so fuzzy. Leonard Fournette ran for 127, and the Bucks dominated the Cowboys 19-3 in a season opener Sunday night. And that was in Dallas. 
Yeah, I remember that. And then Prescott got hurt. Zach so has not been good this year. Prescott either. needs surgery for a fracture near the thumb. Uh, Cowboy owner Jerry Jones said after the game, and will miss multiple weeks. And he was terrible. They were so bad when he was in. The season's so long, you forget. You even you forget do. That. It's amazing. Can so you tell Dak, me the name of the guy that was the quarterback? Who took over? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, yeah. Because he played so well. And Dak. He's no NBA young boy. Yeah, Dak was less than 50%, 134 yards, no touchdowns in that, in in that, that game. In that game. Yeah. And Ezekiel Elliott looked old, and they hadn't gone to Pollard yet, and – it was just a mess, man. And so I thought, man, this team is going to be no good. And they're good. They're really good. And they yeah, got what but, sa- but really what saved their season was Cooper Rush being okay because they could have dug a beat deep hole. But who, they who, did they, who were they beating? They beat when, the Bengals. Yeah. They beat the Giants when they were playing good. Yeah. <clears throat> they beat the Commanders. And then they beat the Rams when the, we didn't know about the Rams yeah. yet. Yeah, those, that's, that's good stewardship for sure. And then they lost to the Eagles. Then they beat the Lions and the Bears. Then they lost to the Packers because they always lose to the Packers. Now they've won four in a row again. I think it's another indication of how good quarterback play has been. That you know Cooper Rush stepped in there, kept the Cowboys on track. Brock Purdy has stepped in. Third team guy when the see Mr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mike White, you know, a fifth round pick. He stepped in, been an upgrade over the guy they really needed to be ready, and that was of course Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the Cowboys, are, it's a great challenge. I, you know, I said this, Dan. I think it might be time to go back to Detroit for an, our next learning lesson. We sit here with this optimism and vision and hope. It's the exact same way we felt coming out of the Baltimore game going to Detroit. Mm-hmm. That didn't go well. So, it's it's great to, you know, bask in, you know, the kind of this elation of, of seeing a, a realistic path. But that path gets really shut. If they lose to Dallas this week, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, like I said, they could still lose I one. Know, I think 8-9 wins a division. But, but if it's this one. And you're really counting on the yeah. Titans to just go in the tank. Yeah, they got to lose three. Three more. Yeah. They've already lost three. You right. figure at some point the Titans are going to win a game. Well, you, but, but, again, I think it serves, and I think <laughs> Doug Peterson is telling those guys that, look, we had a great win over Baltimore. Yes. We were the, the Titans had a tough game. We were in it, and we lost focus. Detroit didn't. So, this week, you better worry about Dallas. And we'll see what Tennessee does against the Chargers later. You know, we can't, there's no two parts to this. There's one part. You got to beat Dallas Sunday, right? And as a fan, certainly you know that, okay, and if Tennessee stumbles at L.A., and hopefully they will. I am so excited just to go to the bank on Sunday and see a yeah. raucous atmosphere. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> I think that's going to be great. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I don't care if, you know, because a lot of I, I see a lot on social media. E, have you seen a lot? Please don't sell your ticket. It's too late. Yeah. Folks already did that. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't blame them, the man. demand for the tickets. Yeah, you recoup. On and your, it's OK. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, okay. I wish they would. I don't care. It's on really the team. And as they win, you yeah, won't. Yeah. If they keep winning, they yeah. won't. People want to come see Trevor. Trevor fans will grow. It will be uh, the place to be on Sundays. You know, I knew it was going to happen. And and now it does. And now people are looking for tickets. And then they inevitably call me and I tell them, no, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. That's, I have two and I'm using honest. them because my. Well, sure. Again, the family wants to, to go. Sure. Yeah. They're yours. Uh, not giving them to you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a tough ticket, and that's great. That's a good thing, man. Well, but- it's like Doug Peterson said yesterday in his press <laughs> conference. We're not telling these guys you know, anything other than worry about the Cowboys this week. But yeah. it's important for our team to be playing meaningful football in December. This resonates beyond this year. Again, the arrow's so pointing up. This isn't just about getting hot here. This is also reminiscent of 96 from the standpoint that that 96 run that went to the postseason 
catapulted them into being one of the top two or three teams in the AFC for for a few years. And this time, I think that staying power will be even longer. Right, you need to, You can't have seventeen happen. Yeah, if this isn't seventeen at all, though, no. it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, this well, feels. We got a good offense. Well, we got a, a quarter, quarterback. Not a very good defense. Yeah, we have a quarterback. So. And the defense, to their credit, responded at least in part with you know, especially with help from the turnovers. Dak will throw it to you now. Yeah, yeah. He's been these the last couple weeks. He's not been real protective with the football. It's their third straight, I believe, <clears throat> AFC South opponent. Do you feel good about Bill Belichick and the job he's done when you watch those guys play, or do you feel bad about Bill Belichick and the job he's done when you watch those guys play? Now, correct me, but is Bill Belichick exclusively in charge of roster management? He is in charge of everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not impressed. I mean, I'm impressed that they win, but I just feel mm-hmm. like they leave so much on the table with their personnel. They don't have good personnel. They have a top three defense. Yeah, the defense. The and it's, it's always been that way, and that's yeah. what's keeping them around. But offensively, I do not understand for the life of me. And this goes all the way back to when Deion Branch was your best receiver. Yeah. Why they won't get a freaking franchise receiver, Dan. Well, I think they try. I mean, uh, here's who, how they try. Okay. Uh, Devontae Parker. Let's try him. Yeah, but he, he was a one-time first-round pick. We'll we, try him. We we'll draft would, this kid from Baylor who everybody loved because he's unbelievably Thornton. fast. Well, he, maybe he will be, but so, no, no one we'll thought Parker him. was anything <laughs> other than a three, man. No we'll one. Go get, we'll go get Nelson Aguilar. Again, uh, a Kendrick three. Bourne. Um, each guy has a story. And we'll load up with tight ends. We got Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. We pay a lot of money to, which has been our success yeah, I'm, for our franchises with the I'm, tight ends like yeah, Gronk. I'm talking receiver position. And the three you yeah. gave me are the, would, be, would, would make up the worst receiving core in the league. Go team by team. You're going to run out Devontae Parker, uh, Nelson Aguilar, and Tyquan Thornton. There's not a worse receiving core. I knew the game was over. And I didn't watch a ton of it. But I knew the game was over when D-Hop caught that ball. And disrespected the ball so much so. And he's a superstar. I wonder how you, like, and he knows he knows he screwed up. You saw him go like this, right? Did you guys see the play? No, what are you uh, talking about? Okay, so D-Hop catches a ball across the middle. It's 13-all at the time. Okay. And it's on Colt, It's on the uh, Cardinal side. A Cardinals. So it's like at the 30-yard line. He catches a ball across the middle. And he takes the ball, and he's running. And he's trying to get around the corner, and he's got the ball out here like this. Oh, it's like a loaf of bread. Like yeah, not even a loaf of bread, dude. It's like... I'm just, like, running yeah. like I'm D-Hop. I'm the man. And sure enough, guy dives in and pops it out, and it rolls right to the sideline. Dude picks it up and skedaddles 30 yards. Yeah. Tutty. Yeah. And you can't do that if you're Arizona. You just can't. And your stars can't do that because you got Colt McCoy at quarterback, and your season's over anyway. And, oh, boy, Kyler Murray's done. And, I mean, he's not back now maybe till this time next year. I mean, this is a – Gut punch for that franchise who just signed him to this mega deal and he hasn't been that good. And that's putting it mildly. There's, uh, it's just a mess. Well, man. here's and here's the reality. What this just a continues. Mess. The don't cons, don't forget how dysfunctional the offseason. They right. sign Kyler. The homework provision comes in. That's a big controversy. Oh, the clown show of your quarterback calling plays in the fourth quarter of the preseason. Yeah. Your best player gets yeah. an eight game suspension for PEDs, and now this. They're already like they've gone from maybe the best team in football through the first half of 2021 Mm -hmm. to a team that's now not going to have their quarterback and probably will fire their coach. Yeah, just like that. Just like that, man. And the West is it now? Is the West is just upside? The Rams and Cardinals are both terrible and are going to be for a few years. Such a week to week league. Gosh, dog, man, it happens all the time, and it could change your entire fortune. Just by, I mean, it's crazy how it works in this league, dude. 
It's just crazy. Kyler Murray, yeah, he's not been good at all this year. He's 23rd rated. He's 87. He's got 14 touchdowns, seven picks. He's not playing like a franchise. To me, there's now, if you do tier of quarterbacks, I like elite, franchise, and other. That's it for me. Elite, and when I say elite, I mean like two or three guys, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean Mahomes, Allen, Allen Burrow. I mean, you can almost put Hurts there. Hurts. Hurts is moving in there because he's having a great year, but. He also was good last year. Wasn't great. He was good. He was good, but he's better this he year. Gotta, sure. Yeah, he got to have but a season th- like this next year for Correct. him to be up. Correct. It just takes that's time. Fair. I mean, that's all. I yeah. mean, because like Lamar was unbelievable one year. He's not there now. He's not there yeah. now, right? He's so franchise, not elite. He's franchise. Right. Yeah. And, and to your point, Jalen Hurts last year, 87 rating, 16 touchdowns, nine picks, not anything like he is uh, this year. It's that yeah. running ability, too. Can he different. keep that? Can he maintain this? And if he can, he is elite. But those three to me are. Uh, are elite, and then there's a lot of good franchise, and then there's other. And if you're another, you're done. And then e- even like, you know, like <laughs> Brady's 45. You got to figure out what he is, and Rogers is towards the end as well at 39. Well, there's you would take Trevor over both those guys if you were those teams. Correct. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we got a big show today. It's the Super Tuesday edition. Yeah. Don't forget to rock the vote. Not sure there's any vote. Finally today. deciding these Georgia elections. Yeah, I, no, they just no, won't. That, huh? we, we did that last week. We did that yeah. last week. Maybe even two weeks ago. Okay. Maybe two weeks yeah. ago. I'm behind on the politics. You world. are, for sure. And when we come back as well. Um, That's nothing new, by the way. Yeah. Or uh, late, by the way, the landslide winner. Yeah. Old man. What, what did we say? Old man OMW. White. OMW. OMW. Yeah, old man. Oh, that's White, the pick. Five, right? not, like no votes for MLB Hicks. MLB Hicks. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I like old, old man White. Old man White is good. I, and, but I'll with your style that. and flavor, I almost feel like guys that should be <laughs> DJ Old Man White. I have you a add something to I, it. Although I am, I am MC Old Man White. I am not a bad rapper. That is that is a, that's yeah. a lie. No, I've done songs that yeah. rap songs that are good. Really? Yes. Oh. I have. E. Well, maybe we might have to revisit. You can dig them up. We can you revisit got those. You got a tougher critical ear here than your boy Beef, who fawned over every production. You no, know, he's going to he come fawn. at you. He's going to come at you with a musical background. No, him. I mean you're talking about a guy that belts out Whitney at a drop of a hat. Not Whitney, Celine. Celine, whatever. Yeah, same. Shout they're out not to, the same person. Shout out to Robinson Elementary. <laughs> All right, we'll be. Did I get that right? E? We, we got ETM Patterson today. Elementary. Patterson Elementary. Yeah. Damn it, you do it every time. Um, <laughs> Clay, Clay, CEO. We've got we've got ETN, so we need a guest Guggen judge at six four one. That'll be fun. Ten ten. Hey, also later uh, in the day, E, you got to pull the. Uh, we've had some epic showdowns here on the program right. with me and Pross that have come nearly come to fisticuffs. All right, uh, Shannon and uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah Shannon. We got to uh, play that actually. Yeah. All right. uh, yeah. What's his name? Skipper. Skip. Got after it, yeah. And Skip, Skip was, was wrong. wrong. Yeah, 100%. Was. It's a lot like when you and I fight. You're sort of Skip, and I was sort of Shane. <laughs> and that's kind of, and you just did exactly what Skip did yesterday. I disagree. Yeah. No, I that's don't. not true. Yeah, you did. You used making a point for someone as a personal attack on me. Why? Let me speak. Wait, why would you I? used it as a personal so attack much on me. In my life, I've done a lot to compare me You did to that. Mad dog. You did that. Rare. All right, time to play ETN, uh, as always. All right, we have a guest, Guggen Judge, and I can't get the uh, – I'm already down on that. Activate Jed for me, please, ET. i got to have some issues here. Jed from Yuli. What up, Jed? Love it. What's up, fellas? How, How are man? you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. 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 
I'm doing good. How about y'all? Good. good. Thank you for the time. You know how the game is played. Today we get Yuli Justice, my friend. Yes. Yes, we do. All right. Well, ET has five questions. We'll take him one-on-one. We'll rock and roll. Jed knows how the game is played. He'll take home the prize pack. We call it payola. Tell me what he's going to win, by the way, E. Oh, Jed got hooked up with a $25 gift card to Liquid Sunshine Car Wash plus a Hoffman Sausage prize pack that includes a mini cooler. This is brought to you by the Holiday Gift Guide. Visit 1010XL.com for more gift ideas. I like it. Round one. All right, gentlemen. So our Jacksonville Jaguars have, what, five victories, right? Yes, sir. And they're all pretty impressive. Colts 24 to nothing. Chargers 38 to 10. Raiders come from behind victory 27-20. The Ravens 28 to 27. And we beat the Mayo Eaton Titans 36-22. Yes, we did. My question, gentlemen, is of these victories, which one was the most impressive? All the games, the most impressive win to me just happened. Maybe it's because it's the freshest, but man, oh man, you go up to Nashville where you haven't won since 2013 and you beat the Tennessee Titans and don't just beat them, but beat their ass and make them feel like there's a changing of the guard coming and make them question everything about their organization. Uh, I couldn't be more joyful after beating the Tennessee Titans, I'll be honest. Look, when it comes to an emotional response, I, I, I get it. You're right. But if it's the best all-around football that we played, they went out and won on the West Coast, which they never do. They didn't just win on the West Coast. They beat the living daylights out of the Chargers, really sent a message to get to 2-1. and one. And Trevor had that huge game out there. The defense performed. Uh, Devin Lloyd with the interception. I mean, as good as the Titans win feels, and it does feel great, the surprise and, at the same time, the accomplishment of winning out West against a good Chargers team um, can at least rival it. Jed? Uh, yeah, that win yesterday against the Titans was by far the best win so far this season, winner day. Yeah. BT kind of screwed Thank me. Thank you, Jed. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost argue the Ravens. There's no argument. That, that team is just soul crushes forever. Yeah, There's yeah. no argument about yeah. the biggest win. It was definitely that one on Sunday. Right, I tried. I tried. We're going to do a little fill in the blank action. Okay, I need oh. a better question here with a, two good answers, E, because I'm going second. <laughs> we, we're going we're gonna to go that fill Yuli in the justice. blank. I got some of that Yuli <laughs> justice right there now. Uh, <laughs> by the end of this season, remember uh-huh. this fill in the blank, by the end of this season, head coach Doug Peterson will finish that sentence. Be looking at a team that's about to dominate the AFC South for a lot of years to come. It's a blank. You don't get to go a paragraph. Doug Peterson <laughs> will be getting sized for his Super Bowl ring for next year. Period. Uh, maybe not next year. Maybe oh, the year after. On, but we're about to take this division and run with it. Winner Jeff. <laughs> Round three. I thought I was creative. <laughs> hey guys, your uh, your Gators playing this week. Yes, Las Vegas Bowl. Vegas, baby. So, what would you like to see out of this? This? What would you like to see out of your Florida Gators in this Las Vegas Bowl? Well, certainly, I'd like to see them win. I don't think they're going to. I, I really, for me, this game is about some of the young guys, some of the young guys, and 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 how they play. And guys, maybe I haven't heard of who I who have a, a standout performance, and I can say, whoa, 
That guy can help us next year. Whoa, that guy can help us. You know what? If Jack Miller goes out and goes 20 for 24 for 260 and three touchdowns, then I'll say we'll put him in the mix for next season. You know, maybe he just needs a chance. I don't think that's going to happen because I think, you know, we would have seen him by now. But nonetheless, for me, this game really, um, you know what I need to do? I need to see, I need to hear from the announcers telling me about the fact that this five star pancakes is already committed to Florida. <laughs> I need to say, I mean. listen, man. I mean, I, look. I understand there's defections, and you're not going to have your quarterback. I, I get all that. I want to see him compete. I mean, uh, they lost a lot of games this year. They they lost at Vanderbilt. This is Oregon State. They're not playing, you know, USC gang. They're playing an Oregon State team that passed for 60 yards in their big win over Oregon in the season finale. Uh, Montreal Johnson's playing. Uh, Trevor Etienne's playing. This football team rushes the football. The offensive line played very well this year. I, I get they'll be losing Torrance. I expect them to go out and compete, not just lay down and look forward to next year. I think that's contrary to what Billy Napier is trying to do. Uh, I'm just looking forward to the Gators getting spanked against Oregon State, so winner dance. Ouch. Your guy. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take the point. Thank you, Jed. Round four. And I tried. Something and that I we tried. always debate is the Jacksonville Jaguars really have no superstars. A headache. Like we may be heading in that direction with, with Trevor and mm-hmm. you know potentially ETN, but we have no superstars. Mm-hmm. On the other side, the Cowboys, they're loaded with superstars. Whether it's Diggs, Dak, Zeke, they got stars. So, gentlemen, my question, Michael Parsons. My question, gentlemen, is which one of the weapons do we need to focus on? Which one of those superstars can we not let beat us? Who do we need to target? Mm. I uh, I won't take the chance to take exception with your – Trevor Lawrence is a superstar. We just don't – look, you can recognize it or not. We can say it's coming in the future. The hell it is. It's been five straight weeks, got ten touchdowns, no picks. He's beaten the Ravens and the Titans two of the last three weeks. He's a hell of a lot better than Dak Prescott right now. So there's that. You got to stop that running game. You do. And ironically, in a question about stars, Tony Pollard has been the guy who has stepped in and really kind of taken some production away from Zeke. As you stop the run, and you can get after Dak. He's been pressured. He's turned the ball over. So stifle that running game and let our better quarterback win it for us. I will say this in the question of the stars. Michael Parsons is a star, okay? But the star on the helmet helps make those guys stars more than our guys. That's one thing about Dallas. What the hell with Tony Pollard? He's ETN. They're the same guy. ETN is just as good as Tony Pollard, baby. So the guy you got to shut down, I'm sorry, is you got to cover up CeeDee Lamb, man. They're going to throw. They're going to throw on us. And we and they get the red zone, they'll pound it a little bit. Zeke's past his prime. Zeke's done. There's no Salvation Army pot in the end zone at, at the bank, baby. All right? So... Uh, slow down, CD Lamb. Beat the beat the Cowboys and let's go. Trevor is him. Winner, Jeff. Round five. We'll keep this here on Trev. Um, I do think Trevor is a star. I don't think he's a superstar. He is a stud. He's on his way. I he you. is. I feel you. Um, that's I had an answer. I had a counter there. <laughs> <The> counter <laughs> shot. Pollard's well, better than ETN right now at this stage of their careers. Agreed. Um, so, gentlemen, 
Oh, we just well, finished. I don't need you piling on. You I, won the point. I'm sorry. I mean, what the hell? I just I wanted, guy won the point. This know, is why he skip. I mean, sometimes you embellish. You had the Jags getting sized for a Super Bowl right now. This is why he skip. <laughs> All the way up. You're skip. skip. You're definitely the skip. <laughs> don't, nobody wanted to skip. Get personal. All the way up to this Fine week, gentlemen. What are you most impressed with? He spent with? years calling me four eyes. That's the kind of guy I'm dealing with. I mean, seriously. Like 40 years old, four eyes, he'd say. I mean, what are we doing? He, what did he say uh-huh. that all the Googans heard? The three words that he uttered that were on the air. What was that? It's four, actually. What is your problem? What is your what problem? What is your problem? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they heard it. A total joke, which Skip. also, which is again, you getting personal and misrepresenting. What do you mean? What's you said problem? that. was a joke. You know that. The tone and the text. Or get context. You're part of the context problem in this country. <laughs> We gonna fill in the blank. What happened? Do we have a question here, or am I answering? We, oh, okay. we, we got. We gonna fill in the blank, gentlemen. Okay. Oh, another fill in the blank uh, with Trevor. All right. Oh man. By the end of 2023, Trevor Lawrence will fill in the blank. Be one of the elite quarterbacks that I just talked about. He will be elite. He will take his steps and be next to the guy he went mano a mano with in Joe Burrow, and he will be elite like Joe Burrow. Like Josh Allen, like Patrick Mahomes. He will be elite. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it a, a step further. I'm all aboard. I've already proclaimed the Jaguars have won the AFC South next year. Book it. Go ahead and put your money, your future money on it. And it's going to be especially impressive when they do it with a record of 14-3. and three. At the end of the 2023 season, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the NFL MVP. I could not agree with you more, Jeffrey. Duval. There we go. That's a winner, Jack. He will be in the Newly Hall Justice. of Fame. Wait, hold on, Jack. Thank you, Jack. He will be Don't wearing a gold jacket. Let's see, by the end see of how next he year. turns. He's going to go skip on you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, here we go. All right. He's going to listen to a story about a man oh, named Jack. No, Dumb ETN. I want to hear about the song. I want to hear this. Should shoot him down and I mean, kill that music. Yeah, kill that mic. A Jet ET will ask for that three digit code on the back of your card. Don't give it to him. That's right. Back with a pop quiz. Okay. Right. Through the... I love a pop now, quiz. What? 14 weeks of the National Football League season. 13 yes. games for most. Yes. I need for you to identify for me the top 10 mm-hmm. rushers mm-hmm. in the National Football League. Top 10 in rushing yards in the NFL. The one clue that I will give you... Quarterbacks count. Five running backs... Mm-hmm. have eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark. Yeah. So the top 10 uh, in rushing yards in the National Football League. I know Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is number one, man. What a contract year. 1,402 yards and 11 touchdowns. And every time I say his name, I just want to sing, Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name, too. Whenever we go out. Because whenever we go out, people always shout. People always shout. There goes Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Sorry. Had to do it. Fair. Yeah, uh, you want to hear a crazy stat here? Mm-hmm. Daily's double take. Oh, I'm ready for the Daily's Dash subs today, boy. I'm going to yes, eat sir. bread for the first time in a month, boys. I'm doing it today. Anyway, <laughs> 77 first downs. Josh Jacobs has run for second on the list, 57. He's 20 been, more than the next been, guy. He, if, the, if the Raiders were good, he'd be in the MVP conversation. That's how good he's been. Uh, Derrick Henry's got to be in the top. He's 10. number two. He's got 1199. Uh, I haven't followed him, but I'm almost certain Nick Chubb would be he's in number there. number three, 1153. So we got 1402 for Jacobs, 1199 for Henry, um, 1153 for Chubb. Two more over 1,000. Saquon's got off to he's a great start. He's number four, 1083. 
And number five, the only other guy with a thousand, I think, will surprise you. I think Dalvin Cook, Sarah. He's six. He doesn't have a thousand. Nine hundred and fifty. Mm. Number five is coming off a big game this past Sunday, which uh, pushed him over the thousand mark. I think Justin Fields is in the top ten. He's number eight, nine hundred and five yeah. yards. <laughs> I will say the only quarterback in the there. only one. Yeah, Lamar has missed games. What is his number? Be. Justin Fields is number eight with nine hundred and five. Well, then I know because I just saw his numbers. Tony Pollard. He's number nine, eight nor- ninety four. Okay. So ETN's behind. ETN's going to be like eleven or twelve. Then I don't think he's in the top ten. How many do I need? You need. Uh, let's see, you've gotten one Jacobs, two Henry, three Chubb, four Barkley, eight Fields, and nine Pollard. You're missing ten, uh-huh. seven, uh-huh. six, uh-huh. and five. Five is the only other one over a 1,000. Averaging, by the way, 5.2 a carry, tied with Josh Jacobs. Oh, you say you just had a good game? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, How about Miles uh, Sanders. Miles Sanders. Over well, a thousand. I wouldn't have got him. Yeah, yeah that's the one went, I thought. He, he just went crazy. That's yeah. the one I told you I didn't think he'd get. But oh, he has a thousand sixty-eight. What about the Colts guy? He should be in the top ten. Jonathan Taylor missed three games. Only ten games played, but number ten with eight sixty-one. Oh, wow. Jonathan Taylor. Nice. He's good. What about um, Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones is eleventh. Damn you! The Aaron. game ends. <laughs> I, I the one that would have uh, knocked me out was Christian McCaffrey. I thought he would have been in the top ten, but he is twelfth uh, with eight. Who, who did we miss? Travis Etienne's thirteenth with eight fourteen. Yeah. You missed um, number six, uh, number seven, Damian Pierce. Oh yeah, great year. Um, Damn you, Mullen. That's it. You got the right. Did you say? Yeah, you got. That's it. Mm-hmm. You just, Damian Pierce, number seven, nine thirty nine. Yeah, I don't think I would have got Miles Sanders or Damian yeah. Pierce. You're welcome. Thank you, friend. Uh, can I do a shout out? Birthday shout out. You know, it's uh, before you do it's it's my mom's birthday today. Oh, yeah. Well, she shares great company. All right, awesome. Happy birthday, Nancy Pants. Okay. Uh, you're not getting older. You're we'll getting be, better. We'll be we'll be having a lovely dinner at the Casa de Prasa a little bit later tonight. I may take her for a fish dinner and well, then never see her no, again. You will see her again, and you will call her. And then Holmes will beat your ass, Old Man Street. It'll be Old Man. Old- Oh, old OMW, man white. Though. It'll be old man white against Holmes. Go, MC Holmes. Oh. I don't know. Once you gloss me that, I mean, I don't know. I don't MC know. Holmes. Holmes, Holmes got knocked off a bicycle at 30 miles an hour, flew through the air, landed in the concrete, and just hopped up like a dismount. Well, it's unbelievable. Anyway, Nancy Pants and this legend. Okay. Turned 97 today. Is it Bob Barker? No. DVD. Dick Van Dyke. Okay. Yeah. And the reason why it's funny is because last night. I don't know. At some or yesterday, some point in the last couple of days, I was just flipping through, and I came across a movie, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> wow, that's old school. There. And so I said, "Intern, I, you, hey Simon says, have you heard of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? You know what that is? Oh, he knows what it is. The, the Simon, do you know what supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is? He knows okay. it, but he can't sing it. So, so anyway, I was curious because I clicked on it for a second. Like there's, whiskers. There's Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, and I said, I used to watch the Dick Van said, Dyke show when it was on like the old black and white reruns. Yeah, I said he's probably <clears throat> forty in there. You know, it looks like he's. And I go, what year was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, so he was not. It was seventy-eight, eighty-eight, ninety-eight, oh eight, eighteen. Sixty years, fifty-five years ago. Fifty-five yeah, so years ago, yeah, so he was forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah, you nailed it. God the bless old, him, and there was man. also the old, the old Dick Van Dyke show with Mary Tyler Moore. Oh. It was classic. Great show. It was good. It was funny. Yeah. 
It's class. That was when it when sitcom was your standard ABC. They all had the same. He was terrific. Just in, drop him in. And the TV show Coach. That was his brother. Oh, or cousin or something. Brother. Coach, by the way, in other news, hey, what's his name? Hayden what? What's Coach's name? Hayden Panettiere. No, the real actor. Hayden Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. He's a big-time jerk in real life. Yeah, you didn't like him. Big time. E.T., you don't know this, but back in my uh, younger days, I was doing some freelance TV work. <laughs> they flew me out to Hollywood. He, to did do a, what is, he did a junket. I did a press junket where we co- and I covered Blades of Glory. You did a junket. Yeah, I did. I went out. I, I, I saw the premiere. Nobody, yeah. nobody that would yeah. never it would never be yeah. Prosser doing a junket. I did junket. a junket. Like, I could do a junket. But I Prosser, did a junket. Prosser did a junket. I did it outstanding. On, on. What yeah. is a junket? The junkets when the press when they when they debut a movie and they do the red carpet and you go okay. see it and they okay. make all the actors available and then you <laughs> interview them because it's you know the movie comes out in two months. He interviewed our hero. Yeah, I did Will Ferrell. I did um, uh, my girl from The Office. Pam was in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Arnett and and uh, Napoleon Dynamite and his, yeah Napoleon Dynamite. But Will Arnett and his wife Amy Poehler no longer married. Did no them. longer. But you guys have no chance. You should have said. But Craig T. Nelson was in it, and just total jerk, just like a total jerk. All yeah. the rest of them were nice and cool, and that's where Ron Burgundy gave us the shout out yes, to the did. system. So yes, he did. Anyway, those were the days. So I noticed. Uh, um, well, we're getting ready to sign Carlos Correa. I noticed the Braves made a trade. Yeah, I had to do some digging on it because at first I was like, I don't quite understand this trade. Okay, like you got two catchers, three catchers, whatever. Why would you? And you tell me how good Contreras was. And so, but I did some digging. I see that he's a pretty, he's well-respected catcher. So we'll see. It's like, look, I I think, I I explained it this way. I think the Braves feel like, you know, Acuna, Albies, Harris, Olsen, Riley, and they're not going to put some slappy in left field and it's short, right? They're going to have there. And this guy's probably going to be a 20 home run, 70 RBI guy offensively, but he's the second best defensive catcher by most of the metrics behind Rio Muto. You're getting Rio Muto light. And Contreras is a good hitter, man. I don't like losing him. I like him. He was a fun, he was a fun, fun player and a fan favorite. But he's terrible defensively. Like maybe the worst. And Darno's getting old, man. I mean, you're going to reach the end with Darno, and you yeah. got this guy now locked up. And uh, look, I, I said it this way too, and I, this is mimicking what what you hear other baseball analysts say. But anytime there's a trade involves a bunch of players, at the very end of the day, you go to who got the best player. Usually they win the trade. Yeah. And the Braves got the best player in the deal, but they gave up some Well, the stuff A's too. are continuing to be – the A's got to move. I mean, baseball's move getting – Move to Vegas. Listen, it's so simple. I, again, I, people get – you know, I like to read, you know, obviously about the Metropolitans, and, and all I get is uh, – not all I get, but I'm like – they frustrate me, some of these, you know, critics and stuff because they're like, you know, you're spending way this much. I, you know, again – you don't think the Pirates would like to have an owner like go go for I it, man? No, I go no, for it. I have no issue. Yeah, I mean, Whatever. why would you? Not it doesn't make sense. If your guy's rich, and don't tell me if, if it's not fair, then go get an owner as rich as yeah, theirs. I don't. Want to they tell. got the money. I got no. They're pro- making I'm, money. I'm fine with our team. I tell you this too, and I don't mean to be like like just some sycophant just falling in sycophant. line. But I, I, you know, I've mentioned this before. I think off the air. But if Braves fans had their way, Josh Donaldson would be playing third, and they would have traded Austin Riley. Mm-hmm. In other words, I trust when a lot of people are just crying in their in their you know cereal this morning because they've lost Contreras. Where in reality, this kid, while a defensive look, 
even a step further than you, I went crazy on the deal, looking at any and every piece. And anytime your team makes a deal, you're going to gravitate toward the positive. But this kid was also a much better hitter away from that cavernous ballpark he played in. So mm-hmm. the thought is he'll bust out offensively, and you're getting one of the top defensive catchers in the game, and Atlanta's never had that. That's never They've always had offensive-based uh, catchers. And, and, and Contreras... Uh, the Brewers also got a good deal. You know, they got Contreras for basically nothing. But the Braves and Brewers, you know, won the deal, and the A's get another F. What well, it looked like to me. All right, uh, the beauty of our show, Dan, is that, you know, I tell people this when they ask about our um, mornings together. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the old cartoon, the sheepdog and the coyote, where we'll go at it the whole day, and then at the end of the day, you, you know, you grab your lunch pail, you click the time card, and mm-hmm. see you tomorrow, George. See you mm-hmm. tomorrow, Bill. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has the luxury of letting it just roll off their back. Right. Like when you're really ugly and disrespectful to me, I have a wonderful talent of just not holding it against you and moving on. That wasn't necessarily the case yesterday with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Oh, you bring a clip. Still playing at a high level at 45 when you had to stop at 35. Yeah, that's what you that's do. That's the point. That's what you do. Every time somebody, every time I call something in a question, I'm jealous. No. Skip, I did well, what I, I did. I never said you were jealous of Baker Mayfield. Skip, I did what I did. You make it seem like I was a bum. I'm in the effing Hall of Fame. Okay, I so got three what? Super Bowls. So what? So what? He's way better than you were. I'm better way than better. you. Skip, what? I see what you do. <laughs> you take personal shots. No, when you for I, don't, I don't take personal yeah. shots. Oh, time you time started time it. Time out. You would take a personal shot at me. I didn't so, take oh, a personal shot at you. <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you talking about? You would take a personal shot. Put your glasses back on. <laughs> Can I finish? You're willing to take a personal shot at me to say this man is better than me because I say he's playing bad this year? Well, because you 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 just Go ahead. you disrespect him. It, it's just so. It, so it's you, beneath, you know what? It's beneath your you dignity. You would disrespect me to no, support him. No. Well, I'll, I'll support him over anybody because he's the greatest player who ever have played your it. game, and it's by have far. Have at it. Have at it. Okay? Take off, I'm going to have at it because I'm going to have at you. Yeah. Just, so there you go. That's, that's the tactful back and forth on whatever network they're on and and – Look, here is, but if you, we'll cut through the chase here. How come we don't get paid $10 million a year? We've had better fights than that. Well, here's the irony of all this. What's the okay? deal with that, man? This is why Skip Bayless is just so unlikable, and you could, you could almost say unprofessional after that from this day. But that's, they're giving them what, they, what they're paying for, right? Go crazy. Shannon was legitimately ticked, and Skip you know, may have deserved, at the very least, you know, a noogie. Peppa, but, Peppa Pig does better ratings than that show. But here's the deal, though. Here's the, here is the hypocrisy, and this is where it's too bad Shannon Sharp doesn't have a, the silver tongue that you sometimes need in an argument with Skip Bayless. This, this guy, Skip, mm-hmm. this walking hypocrite, mm-hmm. has spent a career yeah. blaspheming LeBron James like he's some sort of bum. And that's fine, right? Skip and his embellished 1.3 points a game high school basketball resume oh, has no. consistently chopped at LeBron James. Year after year after year. Oh, no. And yet, if Shannon Sharp dares criticize Tom Brady, that's some huge offense? Come on, man. Yeah. And he, and he was right. He, you could argue your point without comparing him to Shannon Sharp. I mean, honestly. Oh, he sounded childish when he goes, he's better than you. Right. What is that? That's, and then, started that's, it. That's, and that's by ignorant. the way, in fairness, that's not, with all due respect, you know, yeah. you know, uh, you know Isaac Smokel. <laughs> guy's a Hall of Famer. Why do you, uh, I'm just trying to come up with Smoko. a. I don't. I'm not. I mean, why don't you go after Koyak? Smoke okay? still around town too. I why don't probably you go after yeah. tight ends coach Richard I, Angolo? You know, Angulo, Angulo, yeah, Angolu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the hypocrisy there, Skip, was what was funny. But I, I wonder. I mean, well, that was a good one. That I don't know if a... you come back. That's that's like real, and I don't know if they have like the foundation for that just to go away. 
Like you and I have gone yeah. like at it like that at times, and then but yeah, got, much better. You than forget that. much better. Correct, but it's not like I, I can't. I, like I see these guys pouting over this for a while. I could flip the switch in a second. Do that, but and, and fair on the text on Skip. I'll come at you like a spider monkey. He will Skip. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a quick break. It's oh, eight o'clock hour Tuesday. OMW. This is uh, this is Ron Burgundy. Uh, I just want to say hello to my good friends Dan and Jeff. Is it is it Jeff or is it Yef with a soft J? It's Jeff. Jeff at Sports Radio and down in uh, is it Tampa? Jackson. Jacksonville. I love it down in Jacksonville. Uh, there's a good steak. I once had a good steak at uh, Barney's. You ever been there? No. Right off the highway? No. I forget if it was a steak place or a <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, stay classy, sports radio. I like what you people do. You mean talk sports 24 hours a day? <laughs> well, that'll never work. <laughs> What's next, all weather? Hey, did you see, uh, I was reading a story yesterday. I thought this was kind of classless, <laughs> and it was done by the Navy AD. He fired that guy who'd been there forever and done so much for Navy uh, right after the game. And it, I mean, it's Army Navy. It's as big. It's their it's their game. It's their bowl game. It's their and, you know, you can fire the guy, but at least let it sit. In the, and, and so, you know, to his credit, Coach Ken Niamatolo uh, wanted to set the record straight. And he did. I mean, he's just like telling people exactly what had happened. And, you know, listen, there is one thing here. Navy you got to have equal playing field against Army and Air Force. Okay. And apparently Navy doesn't give – Navy gives you four years and that's it. You don't redshirt. You don't – you don't uh, – uh, you know, they didn't get an extra COVID year. Nothing. Okay. You know, they expect you to graduate in four years and be out. I'm okay with that, to be honest That's with fine, but it should be that way for Air Force and Army too then. Well, you, know? you could argue. And if you get an extra year, that makes it a little bit more difficult. I, the only problem that I have with this – with this move. I don't like you walking up in the locker room. You just lost the army. Yeah. And he said, hey, man, you're out. Yeah, that's that's dumb. I, I just don't think that's cool. Poor form. But I would, I would take it a step further. Yeah. I, I would say this about Ken Niamatololo. Yes. It's easy to say. Niamatololo. If he wants the Navy job, you should never fire him. Dude's 109 and 83. Yeah. He's gone six and five in bowl games. Yeah. They've had some big wins through the years. They beat, they beat UCF some this good, year. They beat Notre Dame one year. Yeah. So this guy wants to be um, at the head coach at Navy. Then he ought to be the head coach at Navy. Yeah. Didn't he play at Navy? Isn't he a Naval grad or no? Niamatololo oh, said played that it, played in, at BYU. inability for even a handful of players to receive an extra year of eligibility, especially for seizing any injuries in the COVID ravage. 2020 season made it particularly difficult. The other two get it. All those others who got their extra year from COVID. I'm not complaining about it. People deserve it. Why weren't we afforded that opportunity? Uh, especially if the other two were able to do some stuff that way. Uh, we, were, we were in a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. Uh, Navy doesn't redshirt, so he had freshmen and sophomores facing guys with a six-year of eligibility in 2020. He basically told the guy, look, give me next year. If I don't win, I'll resign. I think he deserves that. I do, too. Now, I will say this. You, you forget. He's but two and five in his last seven against those guys, though. So that's, and they had dominated that year. But he, th- these are the last three years. 
difficulties notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. Four and eight, four and eight, three and seven. Oh yeah, I, 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 know. W- I wouldn't have guessed that. And I had the eleven. Oh, and two, yeah. had the eleven and two year. He beat Liberty, finished in the top twenty. The year before that, he was three and ten. He said, "If we lose next year, don't worry about firing me. I'll resign. You don't have yeah. to pay me a cent. I'm not. I don't want to raise." I think he deserves that. He deserves that. That's I just want. He said, "I just want to finish my contract." Well, like I said, I th- I would go further. And he said than he's that. not bitter. He just said, "I'm a competitor. And I just want people to know, you know." And I get it, man. I like the guy. I think he did a great job there. Yeah. It's it's a tough coaching job. You got to coach different at those service academies. Very no one plays that kind of offense. Right. They throw one pass a game. They do, know, and it, it's usually incomplete. <laughs> uh, that game the other day was hard on the eyes, man. Yeah, it was. that army. It, by the way, I saw that thing's gone under like umpteen years in a 16, row. Sixteen, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. But it didn't. It did not Saturday. No, it should have or could have. I don't. know. Maybe not should have, but yeah. could have. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I just thought that was um, I thought that was a little bit cheesy, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I, it, uh, yeah, it was a bad look. Uh, breaking news in Buffalo: Mike Garofalo reporting that Cole Beasley coming out of retirement and expected to sign with the Bills practice squad. That's weird because he went to the Bucks earlier this season and then d- retired again. And then said, ah, "I don't want to do this." Didn't no. like it there. Yeah. I guess. Uh, well, listen, he knows the offense. Good fit. Buffalo, you know, they had reemployed John Brown, and he got hurt. We John Brown, been, famously a Jaguar for a minute last year. John Brown, former Jack, um, not in the pride. Uh, we had. Not yet. Uh, we've Never had, say die. The, oh, the lines had ups and downs this year, but I saw this stat yesterday. Nobody has had more sackless games than our O-line. I, I think Trevor O-line has been fine. Six games this year without getting sacked. That's every, O-line, every O-line in the league has its moment. Yeah. You know, or its game where they give up too much. And, yeah, I, I think the O-line has not been a problem at all. And they've, look, they, they lost Barch. They've had to shuffle some guys around. I think Shatley, and again, I'm not an O-line expert. I just think Shatley. And well, the fact is, we haven't said his name. Yeah, Watch. it's been every bit as good yeah. as Barch would have been, in I, my opinion. And I'm I'm more impressed. Now, you kind of threw a little water on it yesterday and what people have told you, but I would just – Oh, yeah, the Fortner guy. Fortner. I mean, this yeah. guy's a rookie center. He's not, not once heard him called for a penalty. I, they, they've been effective. They've been an effective line. Trevor's more and more comfortable back there. And, and yeah, man, why do you add Calvin Ridley? Oh, yeah. You know, put that, put that in conjunction. Exciting. And then there's going to be an Evan Ingram question. I mean, to your, I, we were talking in the break, I think. Do you pay, you know, do you spend long-term on Evan Ingram? I don't know if that's the case, but what about two years, $24 million, or, you know, a little bit of an up? My uh, Now, here's what happens, too, Dan. Don't people want to play for a guy, right? Pass catchers want to play for a guy like Trevor. That happens, too. Mm-hmm. My, um, real quick, just on a side note, I wanted to mention this, though, but my son last night showed me this thing that's really fun. It can be addicting. Okay. He says, hey, you, you want to take a uh, – NFL quiz. It's called NFL Chain. Have you seen it? No. Basically, they give you 10 minutes, and you can score up to 40 points, and they have a list of all these things, numbers and players and teams. It goes like Aaron Rodgers, Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons, Brett Favre, California, Calvin Johnson, Deontay Johnson, Eric McCoy, Kareem Hunt, New England Patriots, and then it starts asking questions, and it it chains down the road. Like, it'll say, the 2019-2020 NFC champions were... That's... But the the Bucks, the Bucks, right? So you'd go, okay, Bucks. So you click Bucks, and you'd go, okay, and then it goes to the, uh, and then it would go to the. Well, actually, it's not the Bucks. It was twenty nineteen twenty twenty. Was it the Niners? Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. I just said that. right, right. So, um, yeah. So you go, okay, the Niners. Whose starting quarterback that season was Garoppolo? And then you look and you find Garoppolo. And then who used to play for? And then you go to New England, right? 
And who last won the Super Bowl in, and you have 2010, 2017, or 2019? 19, right? Remember the, yeah, 19. 19. Beat the Rams. And their quarterback during that game was, and then you go to Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. And who plays for, and then you go to Bucks. the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, who with the fifth pick in the 2019 draft selected, and then you quickly look through, and, that, and they'll trick you up at some point because you're looking at them, huh? So you go, okay, well, who was it? And anyway, it's just kind of fun. You got 10 minutes. Well, tell people where to find it. What, I mean, it's NFLChain.com. And okay, the, NFLChain. NFLChainQuiz.com. Okay, NFLChainQuiz.com. Yeah. Go have a little fun with it. Yeah, it's just kind of a neat thing. Now, this is an ugly situation in, in, in Austin, Texas. Yeah, he's not looking. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. However, I got no, I got no time. I got no sympathy. I'm not into any mood to have a dialogue. A yeah, but I don't think you save yourself from that. When you're a man, you do not hit a woman. It's just the end of story. Be a and man. When you're and walk the coach away. of a college team of kids, and you have that kind of moment, I just don't think you save yourself. I don't I, think you there's any be way able to. If indeed, as she says, yeah, again. Uh, here, here, according to the arrest affidavit. The woman told police she's his fiance. They've been in a relationship for six years. They'd been in an argument during which she broke his glasses before he, quote, just snapped on me and became super violent. He choked me, bit me, bruises all over my leg, throwing me around and going nuts. If a woman breaks your glasses, you calmly turn around and walk away. You don't fist fight her. You don't beat her up. It may seem unfair to some. I'm not interested in hearing why you think that is the case, but there ain't a man in the world cuffing up a woman mm-hmm. there's a coward loser doing that and that's that's a fact you got you know and, and so she said believe uh, she said beard choked her from behind with his arm around her neck she couldn't breathe for about five seconds police say she had a bite mark on her right arm and abrasion to her right temple yeah. among other visible injuries yeah visible injuries man you're he's, he's gonna be done yeah. his career is gonna be short, and, it, and, it sh- and it should be that should be a career ender when questioned by police, Beard said he had an audio recording of the incident that would show he was not the primary aggressor, but he refused to share them with the officers. Again, let me c- clear up any gray area. It does not matter who the primary aggressor is. You're a bigger, stronger human being. Walk yeah. away. He's ruined their season. It's over. They're 8-1 and to start, and but it's a bigger issue than <laughs> they that. They barely won last night over Rice. They went yeah. overtime against a team that they would probably not. I just, again. Well, that's uh, a and, mess. And this is. Just it's just there's no He's, sides to this. Now the only the only asterisk that ever comes is if there's just some big two hundred forty pound woman that could beat your A and she punched you. I mean I don't know. At some point yeah. if you have to fight back for your safety, but ninety nine point nine percent of these are not yeah. those situations. I again I'm not I'm not going to convict a guy, but it's not looking good. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it seems pretty clear what happened. Yeah, it's not looking good. Right. So. Uh, we shall see. I would expect well, I mean, Texas he, he, and Chris Beard to be negotiating. Well, the, and he may very well go to jail. Yeah. I mean, it's it's felony. Usually not. Usually it'll depend on what she wants to well, do. And again, I'm sure there's alcohol involved. Right. There's Fiance. A lot. Yeah, and she will say because she broke his glasses. I mean, she punched him in the face and broke his glasses? Or, you know, I don't know how that happened. But, again, I just don't know how two people. I, I, I feel for any man-woman in a relationship where he gets so angry and toxic that you get physical with each other. What are we doing? <laughs> I was just I wasn't laughing at that I was I laughing at this thing I just read Peyton Manning last night was the Manning cast yeah I was watching a little bit of it I caught uh, Bill Simmons was on he's a noted Boston fan and so there's yeah, something, something about holding and yeah. he goes uh, hey Eli let me ask you about holding who was holding on that play uh, and he's and started rattling off these Giants offensive linemen and then 
Uh, Eli said the best hold on that play was uh, David Tyree holding that ball on his helmet, buddy. Yeah. So they, I, I enjoy that little bantering back and forth. But um, Peyton Manning said Bill Belichick hated Art Modell so much, the former owner of the Browns mm-hmm. who fired him, that he added Peter Bolware to the AFC Pro Bowl team because Bolware was due a $1 million bonus if he played in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Petty little things like that excite me. <laughs> did, you, did you see the news from the NBA that's just breaking in the last half hour? Yeah. Uh, they're renaming the MVP award after Michael Jordan. Jordan topped the ESPN's ranking of really? the NBA 75th anniversary. They did team. not have a name before? Last season, the league. Um, uh, let me see. what if, if The only it, award that I know that's named after guys is Bill Russell. What's that, the finals MVP? I think so. The yeah. league unveiled the newly designed Michael Jordan trophy um, today. That's, that's along good. with Five other reimagined trophies named after league pioneers that now will be presented at the NBA's end of season uh, performance uh, awards. In addition to the Jordan Trophy, which goes to the MVP, the other renamed awards are the Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy for Defensive Player of the Year, the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy for Rookie of the Year, the John Havlicek Trophy for Sixth Man of the Year, Hondo. the George Mikan Trophy for Most Improved Player. That's a good idea. That's an ode to the past. And I, I still think, though, that when you think back, you're just going to think MVP. You're just going to think Rookie yeah, of the too, Year. Well, the problem is there's too many names associated That's with a lot these of trophies. Them. You can't remember. I, and by the way. What's I, the Mikan Award for? No one knows who George Mikan is. Yeah. Yeah, do you know yeah. who George Mikan is, E.T.? Have you heard of him? Yeah, we used yeah. to do the Mikan drill all yeah, the time. There you go, the Mikan drill. I like <laughs> it. That's a little hook shot with the right. Get it. Hook yep. shot with the left, right? That's, right yep. under the basket. Fundamental basketball. Yeah, the Mikan drill. Good call. It definitely was fundamental. Uh, these are all, by the way, superstars, you know. And like, again, though, this is sort of, uh, you're sort of picking names, but you're, then you start thinking, well, what about this guy? What about yeah. this guy? Yeah. You know? You left off some pretty big names on, on those awards, but uh, whatever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would be the one that, to me, jumps out. Maybe he should get the score, the, uh, the uh, no. lead, lead the league in scoring award. No. No? LeBron. No, LeBron's still playing. It don't matter. Yeah, it does matter. <laughs> Kobe over LeBron, anyway. <laughs> How those Lakers doing? They're doing better, but I'll yeah. tell you, by the way, the uh, sneak. I gave you guys a long play for NBA Finals earlier, this, about three weeks ago before they started getting good, and now they're already playing better. But I said the Nets, you know, I watched them, and I was surprised that Simmons was functional, and that's a good play for the, you know, by the time we get to the Finals, that's a team mm-hmm. that could be really clicking. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, they're up to number four in the standing, so you can't get those great numbers anymore. Here's one from the West, the Clippers. What about the team at number six in the East? Kawhi. Ahead of your Atlanta Hawks. Kawhi showed up. Kawhi showed up yesterday. He had a career game. Kawhi's decided he wants to play again. That's bad news. That could be bad news uh, for the rest of the West. I could see the Clippers coming out of the West if Kawhi stays healthy. And- you know, it's fascinating about it, though. I was thinking about this with the NBA. The NBA has changed. Uh, we, had a, we had a run there where we knew who was going to be in the finals every year. Yeah. Not and now year. you really don't know. No, you don't. This I year- mean, we can sit there and say, yeah, it'll probably be – but shoot, Golden State is ninth. I can't, I can't say probably. Yeah, I'm not giving you a probably in each one. Yeah. I can say maybe. Yeah, I, I would think it would be Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Sixers, one of those four. But that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And then when you go in the West. I don't think it'll be New Orleans or or Memphis, but it could it could be. Yeah. And and again, so there's one lingering down there at seven. The Clippers are going to get Kawhi back, and he's going to decide he wants to play. And when Kawhi if decides he wants, he decides to, he wants to play. Well, last and night, get hurt. Last night was the first indication that. That might be the plan because mm-hmm. if Kawhi then decides he wants to play, he proven they could be. I mean, he won a title with Toronto, right, and a bunch of just secondary guys. So 
with Paul George and like another little quiet one. John Walls is kind of re-establishing himself a little bit. There, there could be a dangerous team. I asked um, a one-to-one financial poll question. How do you see the rest of the way playing out for the Jags this year? Okay. And this is at Dan Hicken, uh, at Dan Hicken on Twitter. Uh, meet Titans for the South title. Um, close, but not quite two and two down the stretch. Okay. Just want to watch TL 16 or win all four, baby. Okay. What, and then what was the question exactly? Meet Titans for the, how, how do you see the rest of the way? I, to be, I can be honest. I can be hopeful. Honestly, I yeah. bet you at the end of the day, they go two and two. And that's what the yeah. fans have said. Yeah, 46.7. That- now, and, and second for me would be 16, watching Trevor, the way he's playing. Second for this is me, Titans for the South, 30.6. Yeah, you know, again, if you, if you win two and one and they go and this week's one and game, two. Dan, so important to that end. It really is. This is the swing game because they also have to play the Cowboys. If you yeah. get this one, you get one in hand. I almost feel like if they beat Dallas, they're going to have that opportunity. Now, the Jets are not that the other games are picnics. They're See, not. I think, I think, and again, I'm going to say it, eight and nine. I think wins it. For the record, the Titans are two games ahead of the Jags, but you can make up that one game in the last game because you would win the tie break. So if you're just within a game by the end, so in the next three, if the Titans go one and two, now if the Titans go two and one and we go two and one, we're cooked. No, they, ha- yeah, they, well, again, and you can only do so much about what they do, right? I get that, but beat the, Beat the, beating the Cowboys. But there's an opportunity run. for the Titans to go one and two. For sure. And so for us, we got to go two and one. So hey. that means we got to split, though. Yeah. You got to beat the Texans, right. and then you got to split Cowboys Jets. Yeah, and then you get to beat. Yeah, but so my point is, I know it's important, but yet it's not the end of the world I, as I, long I, I, as Titans lose Sunday. If Titans win Sunday, yeah, we're, over. we're and we lose, we're yeah, screwed. Pretty much. But I will say this. Then they're dormy. I don't. I don't think it's a guarantee that either team beats the Texans. No, it's not. No, the tight. Listen, the Titans team that we saw on Sunday, yeah, is terrible. Yeah, they were terrible. They had played no defense. You passed all Correct. over them. Correct. And no pass rush. They've got no pass game. I mean, they're. they're I, I would be shocked if the Chargers don't beat them this week. Like, I'd be shocked. I mean, I, I don't know what the spread is in that game. The tenant, like, you got to understand, Dan. Look, put this in context. Our defense has been straight trash, man. Yeah. I mean, we have been gone three weeks in a row, averaging giving up 30 points a game, hadn't forced a punt in three weeks, and we, you know, dominated the tight. The Titans are terrible, dude. Mm. Yeah. Just terrible. Big fart. Yeah. Fart noise. I don't know. It seems that way to me. I would, I would. Agree with that. Yeah. And hey, what do you do if you're the Jags and, and you start looking ahead with Evan Ingram? Yeah, that's a good question. We started talking about that this segment even. I, I don't, you know, I would like to get him to like a Evan Ingram. A two-year. Gambled you know, on himself. Look, the Jags wanted a longer contract. Evan Ingram said, I'm going to take a one-year deal. Well, that should give you an indication of what his thinking would be. Took eight or nine million. He had 11 for 162. So uh, the only guy who's ever come close to that is Pete Mitchell against the Bucks in 95. He had 10, 161. Evan Ingram had the best tight end day, I think, in Jack's history. And now he's got 53, 548, and four touchdowns. So let's say he goes 70, 700. It's, you know, really good year. Um, I don't know, though. You don't, I don't know that they have the money to – they're going to be in a tough spot. So I don't know what, what the deal is with Evan Ingram. But Evan Ingram's making $9 million a year. Yeah. 
That puts him behind Taysom Hill, Zach Ertz, Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, Dawson Knox, David Njoku, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, yeah. Darren Waller. And he's better than a couple of those guys. Yeah. Not all those guys. Evan Ingram's been it the best thing me, about Evan Ingram is he's according to what I've seen is is he's only dropped four passes. If you go average per year, Waller's the most at seventeen million. But that middle number, Hunter Henry John o. Smith, is twelve five. Yeah, that's where you're gonna have to get him. And I think you go. Two years, twenty four million, two years, twenty five million. I, I don't know that the Jags that? I don't know that the Jags can do that. Or do you draft or do you draft, you know, Mayor from Notre Dame and go that direction? Maybe you do. I mean, they are a team that's up against it cap wise after that's having all I mean. that space for all that those years. Yeah, they made some bad signings and I yeah. don't know that they can they're gonna have to eat eat some deals. It, it you know twenty eight years old is a you know, decent age. Most of those guys ahead of him, though, are younger. Schultz, 26. Kaseki 27. John O, 27. Hunter Henry, same age. Dawson Knox, 26. Njoku, 26. Andrews, 27. Goddard, 27. So, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, we're going to have to make a decision. All right, let's take a break. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, Super Tuesday edition of The Drill right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, welcome back to the uh, program. Good to be here. National Signing Day has lost a lot of its luster in terms of how it's covered because it's split. And it's in Christmas time and it's just weird and but anyway. I was looking at the, it's some of the numbers here and I now I'm having a hard time getting them up. But uh I looked the other day and I was just looking at ESPN three hundred. I'm gonna change to twenty four seven here real quick. Yeah. But at, uh Billy Napier has fifteen of the ESPN three hundred right now. Fifteen. Okay. And um, Alabama has eight of the top 20. Yeah, I know. Um, for comparison's sake, I looked at Mullen's last class and his last two classes. Not Billy's first, but the 21 and 20s, okay? Okay. And he had 13 and 11, okay? okay? But when I looked at the names, that was the problem. And so, for example... Um, if you go to say twenty one, twenty twenty one recruiting class, yeah, ended nope. up like what six? I don't know. Depends on what you look at. But Carlos Del Rio Wilson was a big one. Mm-hmm. He gone. Corey Collier, big one. He gone. Um, Marcus Burke would be in the top, you know, thing. Donovan McMillan, he gone. Dewan Black, he gone. Dejon Reynolds was in uh, the top three hundred. He gone. Chief Borders was in the top 300. He gone. Uh, uh, Nick Elksness was in the top 300. He gone. So uh, that's just one. Dang near all of them. Well, I mean, it's it's so that's 21. And then if I go to uh, 20, you're going to have a lot of the same types of things. And, I'll, and, and, and my point is, Napier's already outperformed him numbers-wise, but I think he's getting better players as well. Okay? Um, well, in fairness, we'll Ethan Pouncey, and- Isaiah Walker, Antoine Powell, um, Josh Braun, Kamar Wilcoxon, uh, Avery Helm, all those guys, transfer portal are gone. Okay? Now, Gervon Dexter's going pro. He was in the 20 class. Derek Wingo's still around. Xavier Henderson's still around. Uh, Jaquavion Frazier's is still around. So some of the guy, Anthony Richardson's going pro. So, but it's not near 
strong enough class. The, no. the, the players themselves is what I'm trying to say. Right. In fairness, though, we'll have to judge this class of Napier in two, two or three years and see how they've panned out. Absolutely. I'm just thinking, though, from what I read, like, from what I read and who they're talking to, they're getting a higher-rated class of players. And then there's still a few names here, like the running back from South Florida is going to commit, and, and Florida has a shot at him. The big um, offensive lineman. Big offensive lineman, Pancakes, you know, Samson. Uh, they got a shot at him. So if they can get three or four more of those guys, look, they can move up um, and, and have a really, uh, frankly, a great class. They're saying they could get as high as three. Yeah. But I think that would be, you know, hitting everything, not losing anything. You never know two yeah, if one yeah, will yeah. flip. And the, the, but the weirdest thing about recruiting, and in fairness, you think you're going to get a guy, and then Cormani McLean goes to Miami. So you just don't know right. because money factors in now. For you know, it just does. You can sit there. We can sit there all we want and say it doesn't, but you know what? It just does. Yeah. So that's what you got to deal with in terms of of going forward with the with the recruiting. But uh, Florida, you know, in the in the twenty four seven right now, where are they ranked? I want to say seventh. Yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> As we look at 2022, uh, they are, no, they are 2022? This can't be. Oh, it's 2023. I'm sorry. 2022 is not good. Well, uh, coaching change, yeah. Yeah. They are 11th right now. Oh, they've dropped a little bit. Yeah, they're 11th. They have 22 commits. Um, Listen, 11th may be a step up. Again, it's a big picture. It's not near good enough. Georgia and Bama are getting tons well, of Bama's them. one. Georgia's two. Well, there you go. A future SEC member, Texas, is four. And LSU is six. Yeah. And Tennessee is 10th. Right. You know? You got to get ahead of them. And South Carolina's 15th. Yeah. And FSU's 18th. Those are teams you play every year, yeah. you know? Every year. So, you've you, you got to keep climbing, man. You got to keep climbing. So that'll be interesting going uh, forward. You turned me on to a thank you a, a fact yesterday I hadn't really thought of. Yeah. Don't, not sure if I'm aware of it, but you know Jalen Carter is everybody's you know glamour glamour prospect on the defensive line as far as this year's NFL draft yes. from Georgia. Yet the same arguments we made: if you're drafting a guy oh, yeah. in the top two or three, oh, yeah. he better be good at getting to the quarterback. It's yeah. no reason anywhere else. But here in Todd McShay's most recent mock draft is okay. hot off the presses this morning. Oh, okay. He had Carter going number two, number two overall to the Seattle Seahawks. They have Denver's pick, but again, he's an inside guy, though, right? Yeah. You but, know, with Walker, part of the success with Walker is they put him d- hand on the ground. Stands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doug mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. They say about Carter, though, that he reminds him of Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams is, by the way, He's developing really into a, yeah. Yeah, a very, very good player. Really good. But uh, here are some of the hits or the highlights from McShay's mock draft. Oh, we got a mock out. Houston goes with Bryce Young. Well, I that, think that's a guarantee. Yeah, and it should be. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe Houston Of all the joins. quarterbacks, I would take him, too. Now, think about this. All right? Houston, say Bryce Young hits like Trevor is. Yeah. Suddenly, the Jags and Texans, the doormats, are going to yeah. flip, and the yep. Colts and the and the Titans have serious quarterback issues. Correct. Are going to be in trouble. Correct. I could really see the Titans falling completely off the map. I mean, their nice. quarterback situation is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter goes two to Seattle. Um, C.J. Stroud four to Detroit. Or Jared Goff. They have the Rams pick. They have the Rams pick. They're going to be enticed if they continue to play like they're playing to keep. To keep well, to gone. not waste the pick right. on a guy that they're going to give the it to in a couple years. Now. Yeah, right. uh, the Eagles pick fifth. I mean, we got good teams that are getting good teams' picks know. or bad teams' picks. They get it from New Orleans. 
Bijan Robinson, boy. Backs Running back yeah. fifth? Nah. Yeah, they typically don't go that high. It does seem to be the one weakness of oh, Miles Sanders is pretty good. I don't know. That's a weird one. Um, don't do it, Atlanta. Falcons will Levis. Don't do it. Yeah, no thanks. Can we at least see how Desmond Ritter plays here? I mean, and if Ritter isn't the answer, why'd they ever pick him? Uh, I hate when teams do that. Take a quarterback in like round three. Yeah. Knowing that he's not going to be enough, right? Yeah. Um, you take a quarterback in round three when you already have a good quarterback, and then if he's, you know, whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, keep going down here. Oh, the Jags are far. He's got Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. to your point, to our point, number yeah. 11 to Carolina. Telling you. Here's what he says. Okay, this is going to raise some eyebrows. Full disclosure. Taking Richardson this early is way too rich for my blood. He lacks experience. Isn't NFL ready. Yeah. <clears throat> We've seen a quarterback with 13 or fewer starts go this high in only two other times since 2000. Alex Smith and Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. What choice do the Panthers have? They can't find an answer in free agency. End up picking outside the top 10. They might resort to desperate measures in desperate times. Richard's physical tra- traits are excellent. Uh, elite mobility, great size, rocket arm. If Carolina can make savvy coaching hire and get the right staff in place to develop him, this could absolutely work. The Panthers have been outside the top 20 in QBR for the past four seasons. I think the Panthers will try to get ahead of the Falcons and draft Will Levis, but if not, um, here is Anderson. So, I mean, uh, Richardson. Uh, Michael Mayer is a guy I think Jags fans will have their eyes on. Mm-hmm. He goes 12 to Houston with Quentin Johnson, the receiver from TCU, going 13 to the Jags. I don't think you use a first-rounder on a receiver, Dan, not with Ridley coming in. Do you? I don't think you have to. I think you got to rebuild the de- – or not rebuild, but keep working on the defense. I Miles Murphy of Who's the Clemson. best pass rusher available? Well, Miles Murphy of Clemson goes next. Okay. What kind of numbers did he have this year? Um, Give me some of the D linemen, edge rushers who are coming in. Well, let me. I have to click on his name. Let's yeah. see what we got here. Uh, there's not many. I'm looking. There's not many more edge rushers though in that area. Four sacks. Again, a lot and by of the guys. way, I'm taking just for the record. I, I think you disagree, but you may not. I'm taking Jackson Smith and Jigba over the TCU kid personally. No, I'm okay with that. I, I'm, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm a, because the valid point is they have had all those receivers, and he's had the best individual season of any of them. Yeah. Osiris Torrance gives the Gators two picks in the top 17. Oh, geez. Has him going to the six and six. Has him going to the Jets. Damn it. Um, the receiver, Jordan Addison. That's another one. Guys are high on goes to the Giants at 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keely Ringo of Georgia, 21. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba goes 22 to the Titans. Don't let him fall there. Uh, let's see. Jameer Gibbs, one year at Alabama and to the Broncos at number 24. I don't like that. Um, draft talk. Yeah. A little draft talk. Uh, like Jer- Jared verse of the Knowles, 30th to Kansas city. Okay. And, uh, there's no 32nd pick cause the dolphins lost a pick. Remember? Oh, they got yeah, no penalized. Round, so they go to 31, which is good. It means your second round pick comes a little, yeah. Like, um, a little bit earlier as well. So. But I like, I like. Uh, listen, give me 13, 14 pick, and, and 15 pick somewhere in there, and that's a lot better. Than I'd much rather pick I, there. I, listen, I wouldn't uh, – let me backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, You know, on the one hand, you can't have enough receivers, but but I don't know, Dan. If you think about the great passing attacks, they always have – Oh, yeah. It's two guys. It's not seven. Yeah. You, know, you don't have five guys. You have – you know, you have Jerry well, clearly, Rice and John Taylor. I mean, yeah. clearly Marvin Jones Jr. is not coming back next year. Correct. Right. So you've got, now you've got. But you got Ridley replacing him. Right. You got Ridley, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I'm not saying you and don't. If you try- add another one, then, that's, then you got a good, nice four spot. Right. And I'm rotation. not saying you don't add one. I just don't think I want to use the 12 pick. I want to get a guy 
You know, and some of this will depend on what you do with Ingram because you might well, go you tight decide, end. What do you got to do with Juwan Taylor? You got to decide that. Do you need his replacement? Or well, is I mean, he Walker walk, Little? It better is be. He? Well, Second round pick. Tell me it better be all you want. I don't well, know. I mean, if he's not as good as Taylor, he's not going to play. You know, do you re-sign Evan Ingram and take tight end out? Do you, you've got to get more pass rush. You know, do you look inside on the D-line? It's not sexy, but is there a guy who fits what you do there? Is there... You know, uh, we definitely need corners. I mean, we need all that stuff. So there's a lot that the Jags still need uh, in building forward, and it is imperative. In People want him to draft Bowers from Georgia. Again, they, Bowers is not eligible for the draft, so it's going to be hard to draft him. I've <laughs> it, made this point about ten times on the air. Frustrating. We, we get you, Georgia fan. You're the best at everything. Stetson should be the freaking Heisman, oh, no. and Bowers should be the number one pick. All oh, right, no. we hear you, Georgia fan. Oh. oh, go just do the college football what's never been done before. But understand that Bowers is not eligible for the draft. Okay, I'm just uh, one quick call before we break on the Fair and Fair phone line. Darren is on hold. Hello, Darren. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thank uh, you. You too, friend. Hey, um, you're talking about receivers. Do you think um, what would you think about picking up like Charlie Jones in, uh, from Purdue in like the third third round, something like that? I hadn't heard anybody really talk about him, but I watched him in that game, and he he looks like he's going to be. You watch, he's going to wind up falling to somebody like New England. He's going to wind up being the next little Cooper Cup or something like that. He just he looks like he's. He had 110 receptions, I think, this year. I saw him and, in one uh, game. He looked pretty good to me. I, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, again, down the road, why not? If you want to go that route and add another receiver. Darren, thank you for the phone call. We're up against it. And it might be the way That'd they go. Fine. You know, they yeah. might just try and hit one in the third or fourth round, something they've not been good at yeah. through the years. All right, we'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling uh, here on a Super Tuesday edition of the Drill. Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday on 1010XL. <laughs> the plays on and off the field. Now get ready for the Lockett Law High School Report. Brought to you by Lockett Law. Know before you blow. I don't know why you're looking at me. I got the Georgia Tech hat on. It bothers me. You do that on purpose. I did. Uh, welcome back. It's a lock. Huh? I did. I know. You went to Florida. Why would you wear a Georgia Tech hat, guys? My dad went to Georgia Tech. My brother went to Georgia Tech. It's not like it's a rival. Who's Georgia Tech's hate, the most hated rival? Georgia. Yeah. In the... Friend of my enemy, your friend. Isn't that how it goes? I don't know. No, well, it's logic. Use let's it. talk to uh, let's talk high school sports. I'm specifically down. high school basketball. Cool. Specifically Providence high school basketball. Long time, long standing, running power here in town. Senior Mason Lee, awesome. Junior Jalen Robinson are here. Okay. Paul uh, drinks of water. Paul I see dudes. some athletic wings here. Is Mason, what, I see. what are we? Six seven. Yeah, I'm six seven. You have small forward in today's day and age of basketball, or is that power uh, forward? Shooting guard and small forward. See, he's shooting. It's, uh, the game's <laughs> changed, right? And Jalen, how tall are you? Six six. Six six. Uh, he, you know, uh, he's point a point guard. He, <laughs> he's a human highlight. It's same thing, right? I same, mean, same position as you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I see that. Mason is. Mason can spot up. They both can, but yeah. they both have. Senior, inside, where are you going? Where are you going to play? I'm going to UNF. Oh, cool. Year. Keep it in yeah. town. Yeah. yeah Swoop. Yeah, I told him, uh, we were talking in the break, I said, the greatest thing about going to play basketball at UNF is the December schedule. Yeah, it's right? I mean, how, true, right? how great would that what be? Opportun- is that a selling point? I mean, it's, I, I love the place regardless of yeah. that. But okay, that's good. But that's just a dream good to go play in those. I mean, he's walking into Rupp Arena and I Gonzaga. He's also walking into the Osprey's Nest, friend. Cameron Indoor Stadium. Cameron, I mean, they play everybody. It's Swoop. 
I think that I I would love that. And you're a junior, so where are you in the the recruiting? Yeah, where are you in the recruiting (laughs) process? Uh, I'm holding like five offers. I'm Uh probably gonna wait till like after AAU season this year. Okay. Yeah. You guys play together AAU or different because of age? We did. Uh, We We played together a lot. You did? Yeah. Yeah. You think you recruited more out of AAU really than you are high school in today's day and age? Um. Yeah. I mean, there's live periods, so lots of college coaches are there watching you play. So what's that like to? I mean, I you know you some some of those camps, some of those AAUs you go and you look on the sideline. I mean, you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, it's the who's who, cool. right, of, of college coaches. You're sitting there playing a game. You look over, and there's just, like, Duke, Kentucky. I mean, you see every single yeah. college in America just sitting there watching other people, and it's just kind of cool to walk around. Mm-hmm. How uh, Season's off to a great start. We haven't lost, right? Yeah. No. What's our record? 6-0. Uh, 6-0? Six and oh. Six and oh? Yeah. Have you played a home game yet? No, no not yet. Won't play one for until January 6th. That's a little odd, right? Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking, you play home games, and now you have Christmas tournaments and such, right? And you mm-hmm. just – you just won the Fortegra, is that the name of yes, it? Yes. Tournament, so that's good. Who's um, the biggest boy on your schedule here before we Um Do you know? On the top of my head, uh the Villages would definitely be a good game. That's on Saturday. We played them down in Fort Myers. Okay. And then um Winter Haven is also gonna be a good game. Gotcha. Okay. So you're going all over the state. Is this yeah. a are you going to a Christmas tournament or? Yeah, it's yeah. the City of Palms. This, this oh, you do that? One? Don't you do that every year? or No, no, we no. just got okay. invited. That's a big one. Oh, okay, yeah. well, that's exciting. Where is that? Uh, Fort Myers. Okay. Now, tell me about the team this year, Jalen. Uh, you know, we got a lot of size. Yeah, playing good defense. You know, we had everybody from last year, so like our chemistry got even better from mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and we know how to find people. And Coach Myers is doing a great job on coaching and stff You uh. You uh your your point guard is six six, right? Yeah, Chris. And he's going to JU. Yeah, some big dudes. He's so. going to UNF. That's some size. He's gonna go somewhere. Yeah, size matters. Um they got some they got some like you line up across with some height, right? Yeah. Like what what are we across the front five here? Um so me, I'm six seven, Jay's six six, mm-hmm. Chris is six six, and then our other two kind of rotate, but BJ, who was a starter in the Fortegra, he's about six four, and then yeah. another dude is like six two. So I mean, it's yeah. just kind of all up there. That's some that's some height in high school. For so sure, that's pretty good. Uh, we call those mismatches. Yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously, the mismatches. The, this is your last go around, yeah. and you haven't won a state title, have you? I have not. No. So this is this is important to yeah, you. That's this the goal this, this year for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you got a team that can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, every year, right? Huh? That's every year. Is Jimmy taking the 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 shackles off you guys and let you run like I like I tell them or no? Uh, we've been running a lot this year, but mm-hmm. that's, that's good. If I listening to me, you are what you are. Huh? You are what you are as a huh? coach. Defense, you have to pass it five times. Run the picket fence. Let's I also go. saw this. I saw a team picture the other day. Oh, oh yeah. Providence has like how many? How many guys on your team? Uh, no, we got a bunch. <laughs> we got like fifteen. If I said name every kid on your team, can you do that? Go, Jalen. Uh, it'll take some time. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how uh, inspirational and how much, you know, uh, Patrick Young, what happened to him this offseason, knowing his ties to the program, I'm sure he's, yeah, you know, uh, he ser- ser- serves kind of a motivational uh, factor for you guys this year. Yeah, he spoke in our school at Chapel, and it was, uh, he moved a lot of people yeah. just that front row, and just hearing his speech was kind of inspirational and seeing what happened to him, it was just he has a way with words. I mean, he really yeah. does. Yeah. He's a fantastic young man, and boy, that guy was a hell of a ball player. Yeah. Oh, hey, they won state. Yeah. It was a, an almost unfair in high 11. school to yeah. have his size. That guy was grown man at about fifteen. Mm-hmm. So what? <clears throat> like, you guys had a close game against Oakleaf. Oak, yeah. You went to overtime with Oakleaf. Yeah. What? Um, 
you're going to be favorites like in every game until the. So how do you push yourselves? How do you, you know? I kind of think we just go out there every game and just take it. Don't take any game differently. Try yeah. Prepare for every game like it's a state championship. Come out and play. Mm-hmm. Like we have a title on our shoulder because we will because everyone wants to beat us here. Mm-hmm. So just kind of coming out every game hungry. We talk about we talk to a lot of high school kids and, and and I love this about high school basketball. But and you guys, does it bother you that you don't have these home games? I mean, do you wish you had more home games? Because you know you you it's great that you get to go travel and play all these games. But is there any frustration level about not having the home crowd there when you're a really good basketball team? You want to. You know, because the kids today, they, they all go to the basketball. They love to go to the basketball games. They love to heckle each, you know. I'm sure you guys have felt it when you go to yeah. Episcopal or, or, or wherever. Ponte Vedra, they get on you guys. Yeah. I mean, it's got to. <laughs> I feel like it's a mixed feeling. Yeah. Winning away games is also, like, very yeah. good. Yeah, But home games, you know, you got your own crowd. It's hype. And the student section just makes it even better. Mm-hmm. So, who's the most popular uh, NBA player among your your generation? I mean, have we like have we gone to like Jaws? It's still LeBron. Or what are uh, we doing? I mean, there's a bunch of them up there. Do you have a favorite, or you just enjoy watching? Uh, I enjoy watching it. I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. I kind of like everyone's game. That's yeah. Up yeah. There now. How about you? Uh, I like Giannis or Jaws. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jaws fun to watch. Yeah. He, oh man. That's like a like he's like a, a some sort of like. Air walker or something. Yeah, he <laughs> can get up the there. Air, like literally, take some steps while he's up there. Yeah, yeah. Is that your, who's your favorite team? Uh, I like the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. How about you? Um, more of a Warriors fan. Warriors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Front runners, both of them. Right? Ah, no respect for either answer. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> um, you're, you talking got, to, you're talking to Hawks and Knicks fan. Yeah, okay? right. Just uh, leave us alone. <laughs> just leave us alone. Um, we ha- we you know as the nature of this little segment is we have some of the best athletes from some of the yeah. best teams around and and often we've asked this question and I'm sure it applies to you guys as well but I mean if you play basketball at Providence I mean there is no acceptable end to the season without a state championship is there I mean is, and I know look I know the cliche Jimmy I'm sorry if you're listening I know you're writing them down on the board you got to be this before you can be that but if I mean you're going to be very disappointed if you leave Providence after four years without state no. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Also the talent we have these past two years. Yeah, and it's just what? What? Uh, how close have we come these couple of years you've been there? Um, I think last year was the closest year because obviously my sophomore year where we fell short really quick. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Last year it was we definitely had a chance. We just kind of made some uh, mistakes late in that game against FSU High. They play like Florida High. who's coached by Charlie Ward. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And that. that's a good. That was a it, really it, good game. It, like, yeah. like other, we say the same thing. Oh my gosh, we got breaking news. Mike Leach. Yeah, he passed yeah, away. So we'll get into that next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeez. Like other sports, I just find, like, high school basketball just gets better and better in the state. I mean, just mm-hmm. better. <laughs> We've been here for a long time. It's just, you know. Oh, it's the, tremendous. It's it's gained in popularity basketball has, I think, statewide and the number of kids that play. And, you know, there's good Mason grew up, uh, you know, playing out at the beach, Tommy Houlihan, and as a little kid, I'm sure, right? Like, five, did you too, Jalen? Where where? I started off in JBA. Yeah. 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 So these guys have been around. They know. Every kid on every team that you know you've crossed paths with, I'm sure it's kind of neat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck to you guys. Finish off. You're after my own heart. Basketball was my favorite sport when I was a youngster too. So yeah, a lot, lot of, lot, of, lot of fun memories. Of, and you know, the memories are fonder if you finish it off like you want. So yeah. Good, good luck to that. Jalen Robinson, State Providence High School, Mason well. Lee off to UNF. Good luck with that, and good luck the rest of the way. Have a great year. Finish up strong, fellas. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, it's so Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Yeah, just sad breaking news on the other side. I mean, the worst uh, has come to pass. Tragedy for Mississippi State and head coach Mike Leach. We'll have the details on mm. that and more when we return here on 1010XL. 
Well, yeah, it's tragic news out of Starkville. Just 61, Mike Leach gone. Uh, there was talk that, you know, he was going to need a miracle, and uh, it's just sad. 8-4 uh, and four this year at Mississippi State, and his coaching tree is tremendous. Guys who've worked under him, Heupel, Kingsbury. I mean, a lot of good football coaches that he touched through the years, and he was great with the media. And, you know, certainly a lot of fun to cover. And of course, I know one guy who owes a lot to him, that's Gardner Minshew. So I'm sure he's, you know, Gardner Minshew went 11-2 and up there at Washington State. When he was there, Leach stayed, what, eight years at Washington State. Went to the New Mexico Sun, Holiday Bowl, Alamo Bowl, Cheez It Bowl. Mississippi State, he's gone to three straight bowls, eight and four, his best year this year. Good football team. A lot of fun to cover and very sad story as Mike Leach gone at the far too young age of 61. Yeah, just 61 and, you know, the circumstances around how he was found, you know, left unconscious, basically getting no no oxygen to his brain for yeah. a significant amount of time. And that's why they didn't beat around the bush when they took him in. You know, they said from the very beginning, it was these prayers and yeah. it was a grave situation. And yeah, yeah 61 is way too young, man. Mm. Um, also interesting, you, it's sometimes sad you learn these things post-mortem. Yeah. Like, you don't. Like his coaching tree, Hick, mm-hmm. Heupel, mm-hmm. Sonny Dykes, mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, that's an NFL coach who's been to the playoffs. That's a college coach who's been developed three Heisman's and been to the to the college football playoffs. Sonny Dykes who's going now. In fact, I would argue that the four uh, tree branches are as good or better than him himself. That's usually not the case with you know who you're developing. So uh, an eye for for offensive. You know, minds and talent. Those guys all known for their offense. Mm-hmm. All four of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Dykes as much, but Heupel and Riley. I mean, oh, terrific. Um, just sad. I hate to hear that. Man. Very and again, sad. Very likable. Very always, always good for a quip or a quote at SEC media days. And you know, it's a heart condition. So you know, again, it's this isn't bronchitis. It wasn't because he had pneumonia. It's a heart condition. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So now you search and wonder why, you know, a guy with no previous heart condition issues had a heart condition. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mike Leach gone at 61. Listen, football is a tough game. And you go out there and you play your heart out, play your guts out, and you finish the game. And in the NFL, a lot of fans, well, not a lot, but some fans have a problem at the end of the game with what? The players congregating, shaking hands, smiling, trading jerseys. Mm -hmm. Sometimes drives fans crazy. Right. Right. And so... Uh, uh, but anyway, let's say, you know, certain guys don't like that part of it too. Certain players are like, oh, you know, good, good game. Get me out of here. Right. Okay. But this is a great and unfortunate moment for Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom, no, Tom Brady, um, got his butt kicked on Sunday. That's how he described it by the San Francisco 49ers. He used the, uh, the A word to his coach. Well, they did. And so probably the last thing he wants to be a part of is at the end of the game. But Dre Greenlaw picked him off. Okay. Remember Dre Greenlaw? He jumped up in the air. He kicked the ball up in the air, and then Mm -hmm. he caught it. Tayshawn Gibson got him, too, the former Jag. Where was he on third and 18? Third and 17. He's been good when he left here. He's a good player, really. Where was he on third and 17? All right, anyway. Why did you do that? I thought that as he picked him off. Why are you getting him now? 
Why didn't you get him on third and 17, dude? Mm. But anyway. He was a little better then. Huh? Tom was a little better then. So was Tayshawn. I don't know. About the same. Anyway. Drake Greenlaw goes up to him with the football. I've been watching you since I was like two years old, man. Can you sign this? I, d- Tom pulls out the Sharpie. Gives him the handshake. Daps him up. Off he goes. Mm. That's when you know you're a freaking legend. I, by the way, I don't know how good Drake Greenlaw is or what, but I just like suspended him three weeks. What are we doing here, kid? What do you mean? It's an NFL game. We're not going up to the competition at the end and getting their autograph. Do it in the offseason. Whatever you got to do. Well, they all do. I mean, that's. Nah, that's... They change jerseys. Ain't, they... ain't no way he's going to find Tom in offseason. Do they walk, Correct. Do they, they walk around signing yeah, Tom and him don't other? cross the same path. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You got to get it right then and there after the game. That's a good call. I don't think you should be allowed to get the other I'm team's trying to figure out. I'm sorry. That's just me. I've got a little more competition in me. It's one thing to shake hands and say good luck. I'm going to get an autograph. Anything else? Can I shine your shoes, Mr. Well, Brady, before you leave? I'm trying. Uh, it's Brady, though. Yeah. I can see if it was. Yeah, it's, Brady. So it's Brady. He want, That's going to be displayed prominently in his trophy room. Well, and I'm trying him. to figure out where Brady. What about his other 54 teammates? Where's theirs? I'm trying to figure out if Brady has said Sharpie in pocket ready. Did he? Because it looked like he just. Pulled yeah. it right out there, and didn't he didn't look around. He didn't hand him a Sharpie. He just said, Brady, already, Brady already had the Sharpie? Like, ready? And That's why I'm wondering. Uh. I'm trying to watch it again. Because something like that, the guy who got the interception, he already knows he's going to ask Brady. So yeah, he probably came he probably with it in it hand. Too. Well, that might be. But it was, um, yeah, I, I, I lost it on Twitter. So, But I think he just pulled it out. Cedric Tillman is... Leaving Vol Nation. So, uh, not playing in the Orange Bowl. And they're also losing. They, they, that's going to be, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy just to keep it going there in Tennessee. Know. You wonder if they didn't go 20, 20 Gators on you. Dan Mullins, you were Trask and Pitts and Tony. It all came together. I mean, they're losing Hooker. They're losing pieces. Now, he's recruited well, but yeah. no better than Florida. He's been 10 to 20, so... You know, this may have been what a what I mean, my God, man! I don't. It's we didn't give it enough due. We didn't pound the nail enough. That loss to South Carolina blew it all. Yeah, I mean, they would be in the playoff, Hick. Yeah, they would probably be. They may have won the Heisman if Hooker goes and plays good and wins that game, and they finish, you know, twelve and one, eleven and one, and go to the playoff. It, it, it so much could have been different, man. Wow, what a choke, dude. Mm. South Carolina, a team that Florida beat 38-6. to Well, played good football down the stretch. Holy cow, games. man. Uh, by the way, this is I, t- I expressed a little bit of frustration with one of ESPN's featured story on their highlight and talk machine today. Do you remember what it was? No. Yeah, it was the fact that LeBron James' kid and, and, and Carmelo Anthony's kid Played a high school game they against one another last night, and they did a you know a little minute on a high school game because it was their kids, and this is why it bothers me. Okay, okay, it's a nice throwback. See, LeBron James, um, uh, took on in a televised game two decades ago. Took on number one Oak Hill Academy. LeBron scored thirty one. They pulled the upset. He went on to fame and glory. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, Bronny and the 25th-ranked high school team faced Carmelo Anthony kids' uh, team, Kion's team, and uh, Bronny had 12 points and Chiron had eight. Give me a break, dude. 
If you're going to show me LeBron's kid and Carmelo's kid, they damn well should have gone for one for 42 and the other for 37. I got my guy. I got Bronny with 12 points and three assists, and I got Keon with eight points. Bronny had a highlight dunk, though. Sports Center. Da da da. Da da All right, so I got more on the Tom Brady thing. Okay. Apparently, it's not just Dre Greenlaw. Apparently, this happens like all, the, all time the time after every game. So now I'm watching. They follow Brady around. So here's Brock Purdy. You see Tom. What's up? You're a goat. You're a great player. I remember when you were in New England going stupid. Another guy. Good game. You mind if I get a picture with you? I'm just a huge fan. Come on. Uh, another guy. Sign my. Uh, it was an honor playing against you. Same here. Uh, could you sign this for me? Sure. He's signing the jersey. And he handed him the Sharpie. That's Greenlaw or a different guy? No, different guy. Okay. Good job, George. Right, I, 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 I take it all back. Obviously, yeah. it's fine. Uh, he's just one after another. Good luck, buddy. You played great to Purdy. Keep it up. Appreciate you. Thank uh, this you. This is all in that game. All yeah. after that game. <laughs> just that game. One night or after another. He might as well yeah. sit in a booth. Remember that? Reserving my right to change my mind? Yeah. Yeah, I'm instituting it right there immediately. And never yeah. mind. I was yeah. wrong on that one. Yeah. It's got <laughs> to be like, oh, my gosh. And you know how he is. I mean, Tom Brady is like a petulant child when they lose, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you've seen the press conferences. He's just like, yeah, I don't, we just, we suck. We suck. You know, it's my fault. You know, I mean, he just, he's the worst. So, <sighs> I think that the greatest, I was thinking about this as I look at ESPN covering the Mike Leach story and the sadness he's passed away at the age of 61. Isn't the best moment when, when he was at Tech yeah, and Crabtree Crab yeah. caught the ball? Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. They beat a number oh, one yeah. team. Yeah. I think I think maybe Florida benefited from that that year. They was may it, have. Wasn't Mahomes that quarterback? No. No, not Graham, that. Graham uh, Harrell. Okay. I believe, if I remember right. But he threw it to Crabtree. Crabtree caught the ball, uh, got in. Crabtree was like, they were talking about him in terms of, you know. That dude, him. Yeah, the guy. So. Anyway, and, and now everybody is. Yeah, 2008, Texas, Texas A&M. Florida went to the title game that year in 08 mm-hmm. and faced Oklahoma. They needed they needed some help from Texas Tech that night, mm-hmm. and they got it. Um, heading into the game, both teams were undefeated at 8-0, and Texas was number one in the country. Texas Tech beat them, I assume, moved up to one or two, and then must have lost a couple or three. That's <laughs> a very sad story. Certainly so. I think that we need to get kind of hectic. Okay. All right. Let's do it. We need to. He, he was so ready, man. Did you hear that? Oh, I man. He's been dies. He's mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, he loves it. We just beat the Texans, or the Titans, yeah. baby. Come on. To move on. I, well, miraculously, we stayed at 22 last week. Wasn't that what we learned? Right. Yeah. So now we got to guess where we, or did we fall to 26 after that? Man. But we stayed, right? It was, yeah, yeah, we, we were stayed. at 22 and we stayed. Yeah, how could we stay? We said we just got. If we got our face jammer. kicked in. And yeah. we stayed at 22. Stand by. We're going to need numbers. Uh, we definitely mm-hmm. yeah. sub 20. Yeah. I mean, top 20, baby. Top, just like the AP poll. Uh-huh. We made it. All right. Uh-huh. Power poll last week, the Jags were 22nd. Yeah. Where are they now? Jeff E. Numbers, please. I'm going to go 17. All right. Um, 11, 12, 20. I feel good about it. I think I've identified the 12 teams we were ahead of. All right. So that might be 19. I may have counted wrong. If there's 32, 31, 32, 32, 32. Yeah, 20. All right. Houston Texans are 32. The Denver Broncos are 31. Two teams we lost to, ironically. Oh, man. If only we had won those games. 
Bears are 30th. The Rams are 29th. Colts are 28th. Suck it, Colts. Cards are 27. Saints are 26. All right, we're at 5 and 8 with Carolina at 25. Mm-hmm. Got the Falcons. We'll be ahead of them. Cleveland Browns, 24. They're 5 and 8. Mm-hmm. The Vegas Raiders are 5 and 8. They're 23. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are 22nd. They're 5 and 8. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are 21st. They're 5 and 8. At number 20. Oh. The Green oh, Bay Packers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Top 20, baby. Top 20. Old man White with a shimmy. Thank you, (laughs) Frank. Old man White. OM-Dub. OM-Dub. Number 19, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We split the difference, didn't we? He had them 18. I had them 20. There they are at 19, which means absolutely nothing. Offense is 13th. Defense is 27th. Special teams is 24th. That doesn't exactly add up. That tells you one thing. All All hail Trevor. At the top. Philly, KC, Buffalo, Dallas. We're playing number four this week. That's all right. Bring it. I ain't scared. Bring it. Don't sing it. Let's come back and see what's trending. You want to do that? It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. In the baseball world, we're still waiting on Carlos Rodon. Who's he going to pitch for? Yankees are going to make him an offer. It's going to be Yankees-Giants. The Giants have struck out this this, uh, offseason. They're still in the hunt for Korea. Carlos they Rodon. Guess, they, uh, they, they saw Manea. Ugh. Yeah, that's, but you know. Just an arm. Yeah, you, you're just trying to get somebody. I thought the Braves made a good trade yesterday from the standpoint that they dealt from areas of strength within their organization. They were already set at catcher, and they trade an offense-only catcher in Contreras for uh, for this kid, Sean Murphy, who's kind of unknown because he's been playing for the team invisible out there in Oakland, but a uh, by most accounts, I, you know, I, and correct me if I'm overstating, but he's being listed as a top three, top five catcher in baseball. And defensive catcher, really, it's him and Riamuto by most accounts with, with Yachty gone. So, um, I, the, look, the question still remains, what happens at shortstop here? You know, Dansby, I saw, got married over the weekend. I saw Freddie and, you know, the L.A. contingent were there. I saw rumors yesterday about him signing with the Dodgers. You see those? No. Yeah. But they could. They need him. Yeah. Well, I got news for you. Yeah. Losing, losing Dansby Swanson is not losing Freddie Freeman. Okay. So I'm not going to have the same yeah. response to Dansby. I mean, you know who has been the, uh, the hottest breaker of news in the baseball world? Yeah, it's Verlander's brother. Well, no. <laughs> Better than Ben Verlander. Oh, no. It's, uh, is it Bayerga, maybe? Carlos Bayerga. Yeah. Well, he's now saying Correa to the Twins. Staying with the Twins. Yeah. Well, he's been right, like, with a couple yeah. big ones. Well, he got the, uh, yeah, he's gotten a bunch of them. So. Huh. Yeah, well, a- again, so the Braves, look, you know, he may very well just go with Vaughn Grissom, Hick. Yeah. You know, he may I just don't think they will. I, I, but he might. I don't think they will, but he might. Wouldn't, wouldn't, Maybe. Wouldn't shock me. Maybe. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see. You want to see what's trending? Yeah, I want to say one thing first. Can I say something? Can- uh, Kansas State, Dan, is is 9-1 and one, you know, on the verge of the top 25. Would you like to take care who leads him in uh, scoring and rebounds? Deontay. Keontae's averaging 17.3, 6.4. Good for him. More than a steal. Happy uh, 30, 50% from three, 80% from the free throw line, 60%. He's I watched. the best player on a good team. And, and again, I question the alma mater, what the hell they're doing down there. What are you, uh, I watched him play the other day, and I sat there worried. 
That's not your place to worry. It's yeah. his his life. He chose. He's yeah. fine. So you, Florida should have so. signed him. Should have kept him. They just, shouldn't have prohibited that path because it sounds like everything I've heard. That's what happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just know he dropped dead and they re- yeah revived and, and, him at Florida. You know, as his, probably. And, so you don't think he should be playing for Kansas State? Oh, I'm I'm happy. I just yeah. I'm no. I cheer for him. Yeah, if he's playing, I'm happy. For I wish him. he were playing for Florida, where he yeah. kind of wanted to play. I don't think he. Maybe he didn't. When Mike White left, maybe, maybe that was it. Why wouldn't he go to Georgia? Oh, I don't know. Weird too. Point is, good for Keontae Johnson. He is he is right back to that level of player that he was at Florida, which was the SEC Player of the Year and a potential first round pick. If if Keontae Johnson has a year here where he averages 18 points and six and a half rebounds and shoots 50 percent from three, that that dream of being a first rounder may be back. Mm-hmm. They play good basketball, Big Twelve, Big Ten, don't they? Mm-hmm. But I did see yesterday as we talked about SEC basketball, how good it's gotten. I saw yesterday in the new poll that the two team, two leagues with the most ranked teams, SEC Big Ten. All right, let's see what's trending. E, take it away, friend. Brought to you by Pet Paradise, trending as your one and only stop for all of your uh, pet care providing needs. Trust my friends at uh, Pet Paradise, the official pet care provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, just beautiful, modern locations with every and all services treating your pet better than you do. It's Pet Paradise. Number five. Longtime Price is Right host Bob Barker. Yes. Turned 99 yesterday. That's amazing. Really? Yes. Dick Van Dyke, 97. Bob Barker, 99. 99. I would have thought Dick Van Dyke was older than Bob Barker, to be honest with you. Yeah. Bob Barker, you know, had like a second wave of popularity because of his Happy Gilmore scene. <laughs> yeah. Right? A lot of kids know Bob Barker from getting in a fight with Happy Gilmore on the side of the <laughs> and then mountain we, in the, in and the then golf tournament. the 70-year-old Bob Barker had some fun back with those uh, some this, of those this, models this, on this, the TPI. Some say fun. Some say harassment. Oh, I mean, was it? Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> in some cases. Oh, no. Number four. Uh, they're, yeah, they they're, 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 they're were giving some love to Trayvon Walker up on ESPN just now. Put some respect on the number one pick's name, they said. Put some respect on his name. Yeah, like he got one sack. Diddy, Puff Daddy, oh. Diddy Love announces yeah. the birth of baby number seven and reveals her name. And he did it on Twitter uh-huh. or Instagram. I'm so blessed to welcome my baby girl, Love Sean Combs, to the world. Her name is Love Sean? Love Sean Combs. That would be like me naming my daughter Love Dan Hicken. Right. That's okay. <laughs> I, I want to say that Diddy officially he changed his first name to Love. Diddy had to do something. I'm because a, of, of, because of Kanye's like manic you know fall into hysteria. Diddy has gone unnoticed and recognized for about two three years now. Diddy still a thing? Yeah, Love still a thing, man. All right. I'm looking at uh, the mother of Diddy's daughter. Love has been revealed as well. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Which yeah. Kardashian was it? No. 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 Oh, no. Okay. no. no, no. Dana Tran, a 28-year-old working in the cybersecurity industry, Mm -hmm. gave birth to the rapper's seventh child. Yeah, Dana. Yeah. All right, Dana. (laughs) Yeah. Number three. Um, Kenyan two-time Olympic 800-meter champion. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Okay. He survives a plane crash. Oh. Yeah. So he was on his way to a, um, a meet. And one wing of the plane hit a tree, which triggered the plane to spin before the aircraft wound up on a rocky field in Kajiado in uh, southeast Kenya. Okay. 
I saw a picture of the plane, and he, he's blessed. If anybody makes it out of a plane crash, yeah. uh, you're blessed. Your name's not in the book. Your name is I, I would never go. I mean, God bless him. I would never go in the air with high flying Jack O'Brien. No. <laughs> I'm not getting in a prop no. plane with anybody in the world. I'm no. sorry. I'd rather walk from here to Miami than get in some dude's prop plane and take it for a spin. Yeah. Not doing it. It's death waiting to happen. You defy, like high flying Jack O'Brien. I would call him death defying Jack O'Brien. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. You take those God things up him. in the air enough, you're going to crash one eventually. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't die. I mean, in my time here in Jacksonville, they've landed in them on I-10. They've landed one on the beach. I mean, I don't like them. They're death traps, man. <laughs> don't friends don't let friends go in prop planes. Don't let a loved one. I don't care what the reason. Never get in one. Agree. Hey, you want to put me in a nice two. private jet, Dan? That's a different story. You know That's right. Texas lawmaker proposes a bill banning children under 18 from social media. I, I, and I don't think I'm opposed to that. You can't get away with it, but I'm not opposed to it. I don't think I'm opposed it's to it. It's kind of on the parents, but, you know, they seem to take every other uh, decision out of parents' lives. So why not that right? one, too? Ban it. By the I've, way, got a, I've got a banning I'd like to bring What do you do up. if you catch them, by the way? Right. You know, Jeff and myself occasionally like to enjoy a good heater. <laughs> you know, we'll go out in the parking lot after the show. Pull on a Paul Mall. Take a long drag <laughs> yeah. on a Marlboro Red. Camel. Yeah. Well, we can't do that in New Zealand as they pass the world's first tobacco law to ban smoking for the next generation. Golly, man. New Zealand has introduced a steadily rising smoking age to stop those age 14 and under from firing up the heaters. Uh, thousands of people will live longer, healthier lives, and health system will be $5 billion better off from not having to treat the illnesses caused by smoking. So, there you have it. The weed, okay. Right. Sure. Tobacco. Go ahead and take your sand. Not so Don't much. smoke a cigarette. Um, I'm just going to continue with the tour de pain of former Gator basketball players and let you know that Tyree Appleby's averaging 19 points oh, and yeah. five and a half assists for Wake Forest. Yeah, he's been good. Shooting 45% from three and 54% from the field. You know, right now would be an all ACC player. We just let these guys walk, dude. Just go home. Wow. I hate Florida basketball. In the 1999 right now, so Red River shootout, OU offensive coordinator Mike Leach made a decoy play script during pregame warmups. And they found it, he right? He left it, and Texas yeah. found it, used it, and fell behind 17 nothing before they realized we've been hacked. Yeah, it was a fake. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, we lost Mike Leach today. That's just a terrible yeah. tragedy. I'm going to wait on the autopsy to, I mean, the, the brain cutting off, you know, shutting down power of the brain is what did it, but what caused the heart issue to begin with. He also battled pneumonia by most accounts this year, and that's mm. way too young, man. 61 years old. I got one more number two for you. One. Oh, yeah. I, before you know, this is not going to be number one. I'm not going to steal your number one, but I will put this at 1A. Just a reminder that uh, Team U.S. is gone, but the final four in the World Cup remain, and they oh, play yeah. today. And I'm just, right now, Dan, you know what we do in this business more than anything. You ask me a question. You don't even remember asking it of me, uh-huh. but you asked me a question when we were at our friends over there at the ITP Partners as, you know, U.S. was getting ready to start in group play. You asked me, who do you like in the World Cup? And I may have said France and Argentina. So I'm on a collision course right now mm. for those two in the final. I'm rooting for my prediction more than I am anything else in the World Cup. Understood. Yeah. Number one. Number one. Number one. And as uh Hick, I want to say, mentioned this earlier. The Thank NBA you. is renaming the MVP trophy or the MVP award after Michael Jordan. It's a good call, Dan. Thanks for bringing that up. Thank or, you. Was it that or was it? Who, who broke that? <laughs> Don't number? worry about it. That's not the issue. <laughs> I want ETN. That's it's, enough. It's called for me the today. drill. My, uh, 
My next question is like, when are they going to change the logo? Because I think that needs. No, no? leave my logo alone, man. Logo Jerry stays West the same. Jerry West was a stud. There's no reason to take him off. He still registers. You leave Jerry West alone. Who do you want on the logo? LeBron. No, I mean, I think it should be Mike. Well, and the Mike's Who? Mike? Michael Jordan. Mike's. Here's the thing, though. He's already logo famous. Like you know what I mean? He's got his Jumpman logo. He makes a, maybe that Jumpman. He makes a dime be, every maybe time. Maybe that needs to be the NBA logo. Too corporate. Jumpman makes some cash. <laughs> My man Jerry West. Jumpman got billions. That poor bastard. They 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 rammed him and reamed him. Maybe look like made a raging like alcoholic. A uh, right. You know? <laughs> Get off my guy. That's what's training. Brought to you by Pet Paradise. We'll uh, come back to wrap up at Catlin Truck Accessories uh, Tuesday next. Now the two minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. I'm lucky I've always called him Trey Lance. <laughs> hey, there's uh, Tony here. I'm lucky on that one, Hick, because I've always called him Trayvon, and if it was Trevon, I'd just keep calling him Trayvon. Well, listen, so I got a break there. I call, I call Dan ETN Trevor all the time, too, because, yeah. I mean, you got, we got too many Trays. We got Trevor, yeah. Travis, Trayvon. Uh, I can't keep track of the TRs. A little bit of that AJ Can thing going on, right? Yeah. Where it's like yeah. it's a can can con. That and was Caldwell's GM, fault. Yeah, the yeah. GM's I mean, calling him con. Yeah, AJ yeah, just puts fair. a picture of the Coke can on his Twitter. Yeah. Remember that? To let everyone yeah. know. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, what's going on, man? Yeah, we got check logs in. We're checking some happy tape. Check the ass kicking. Uh, we yeah. burned all the tape last week. Yeah. I guess we got some back. Oh, yeah. very nice. good. Oh, a lot of good plays. Meaningful football. God, Ooh, can we follow it up? Wait, what, yeah. What, what a you know what a what a foundation you put together when three of your last four games you beat the Ravens, Titans, and Cowboys. I mean, I, you, I think we're talking about stuff now that's beyond just this short term satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, you start your winning games at home. You're winning games in the division. You're your quarterback is taking off. I mean, there's a lot here. Well, and that if you start winning games in December, that's yeah, a big that's another one. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Very good point. Well, got logs in, got the tape in, got a happy Tuesday as the Jags look back on uh, the win over Tennessee and the game this week against Dallas. Yes, we will. All right, have a great show. Thank you. Um, I'll see you in January. Yes, sir. So Old Man White album coming soon.